Hello and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And welcome back for her third and final guest appearance on this show, the one and only Miss Helen McIntyre. Nice to be back. Yeah. Uh, Can we, we say... just clarify, it's not because we're killing her off. <laughs> no, but it, like, like this isn't the end of Helen's character arc. Far from it. <laughs> So t- tonight's uh, tonight's film was suggested by Helen. Um, she dropped me a text and said, have you done Tomb Raider yet? Because if you haven't, you really should. So, of course, we invited Helen on the show. Uh, and then Mark and I had a conversation for all of, like, two seconds that went to the right of, shall we just ask Helen to be on permanently? So we did. And so from here on out, listeners, new year, new host, Helen's going to be joining us full time. So no longer a guest. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we think the show is better with Helen on it, so hopefully we, <laughs> we don't care if you don't, because she's a yeah, part it's happening of anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's happening well, anyway. <laughs> I'm with you guys as well. I think it's better if I'm here. <laughs> and she's so modest as well. She fits right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we are um, kicking off this year with a look back at 2018's Tomb Raider. Um, now, when Helen first sent me the text of this, I was like, is it bad enough? I don't know. Because I, I, I have only seen this once and it was on a plane. And I kind of don't think it's fair to judge any film if you've watched it for the first time on an aeroplane. Um, no, as I keep saying about, about right. Venom as well, when, when that comes up. Like, I've only seen that on an aeroplane and I thought it was fucking god awful. But <laughs> I'm willing to give it another try, like on an, on an actual TV or on a screen. So I've only seen this on a plane. Um, I saved it for the journey home. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I haven't, I guess I'm slightly weird, but when, well, no, I know I'm slightly weird. When I'm on a flight, I tend to, the first thing I do when I sit in my seat is look at the in-flight entertainment and I will plan my viewing for both the flight out and the flight back, right? Because you have to space this shit out, especially if you're on long haul flights. Yeah, so I watched this on the way back from, I think it was, I think I was coming back from LAX. So it was a fucking long old flight there and back. And I saw this on the list. I thought, right, I'm going to save that as the first film when I get on the return flight. Because, like, you're bummed coming back of holidays and stuff. And I really wanted to see this. Missed it in the cinema. I'm a huge fan of the games this is based on, uh, specifically the Survivor Trilogy. Like, Tomb Raider in general, but specifically the Survivor Trilogy. So I was like, right, I really want to see this. So I'll save it something to look forward to. When I've got the holiday blues coming back, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I can watch Tomb Raider. Now, I never sleep on aeroplanes. I have a serious problem with falling asleep on planes because I'm always the one driving the other end as well. I never managed to do it. This put me to sleep within about 45 minutes and it was not a night flight. So it took me like three goes to watch this on the plane. So that really should have told me all I needed to know about rewatching this. But anyway, there's my history with it. Yeah, Helen, I mean, mine, as I said, my, if I do mine, then Helen can, Helen can launch into why she recommended it in the first place. Um, so I, I'm the same, massive fan of the games. Um, I, I'm the other way. I prefer the the, the more puzzly type games that, to the, the survival games, um, just because that's more my over anyway. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of survival, uh, the survival genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, came to this um, on the back of the Angelina Jolie films, which were unashamedly awful, but they kind of knew what they were. You went into it expecting that. This one... I sort of saw the trailer when it released that, and I thought, "Oh fuck me, that's the that's the intro to the game." And so, it, you know, it's, it, even to you know, some of the shots of the shot of her coming off the front of the boat and stuff like that, I thought, mm-hmm. "Right, okay, this is you no, know, this is going somewhere. This this has got prospects." Did much the same thing, not with the plane, but generally didn't get to see it in the cinema because kids and life and shit like that. Um, so I didn't see it for ages, and then I picked it up. It was on offer on iTunes. Christ, would have been Christmas 2019. 
actually before so I, I i bought it and i um, i watched it on the flight to boston so i did watch it on a plane but I, I it wasn't it wasn't the edited airplane version it was the actual <laughs> full version um and yeah i i came out thinking okay well there's there's some issues i have with it but not the worst film i've ever seen by any means and then i didn't watch it again until yesterday <laughs> yeah pretty much the same as me i watched it last sunday pretty much the same thing it, it is specifically twice i've watched it okay so helen what was it about tomb raider that made you think like do you know what we need to give this a fucking kick in <laughs> because let's face it that's gonna happen tonight that's what the show is for yeah. i thought it was actually a really good comparison because it it's not just a is it better than mario film it's a case of you know it's based on a existing video game franchise um the existing franchise is very successful and you know it the same way as Marriott when it came out was aiming to appeal to very much the video game audience. This one was with the marketing campaign and everything that did. And I actually did see it in the cinema. I saw it in East London, um, ironically not, which meant the first part of the film I was really enjoying. I was just like, they freaking nailed this. And I hadn't played the game because I think at the time it came out as like an Xbox exclusive. Because I know that my friend Tom was playing it and I was watching him play it and we were having conversations about Tomb Raider versus Uncharted. And I love Tomb Raider just as a genre, not just the sort of the franchise, but like the Indiana Jones and all of that stuff. You know how I go on about like my Chinese Tomb Raider dramas, mm -hmm. you know, mm, yeah. <clears throat> all over it. But whereas Dracula Untold, like I stand by the fact that you can't be pissed off with that film because it didn't lie to you on the poster. It did, It wasn't pretending to be something that it was not. Like, you know, it was that was the untold story of Dracula and it was untold for a reason. This one, Jesus Christ, like, what a fucking letdown. Like, and well, I mean, well, yeah, I, I, mean, got I got halfway through re-watching it and I knew that there was a moment that was going to piss me off and it pissed me off so much it took me five days to come back to it I know what that moment is and yeah, it's we'll, one of my biggest problems yeah we'll, we'll get to that yeah. I mean Kevin yeah. touched, touched on something you said though talking about you know um, the Dracula Untold poster you know, Tottenham not lying to you this one did because Alicia Vikander is not a fucking giraffe <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember that poster whenever I see anything to do with this film that post is the first thing I think of. But the, the, the stupid thing is that you actually find yourself looking at it at her, and she does have quite a long neck. But obviously, yeah. in that poster, they just made it about nine foot fucking long. Yeah, I remember there being memes where it just got longer and longer and longer <laughs> and longer. She's like fucking Mr. Fantastic yeah. by the end of it. Yeah, it is really bad. Um, for what it's worth, before I dive in and kick the shit out of this film, and I am going to spoilers. Um, I think she's very, very good. I think Agreed. she's excellent in this. I yeah. just yeah. do not think she's playing Lara Croft. And I specifically no. do not think she's playing the Lara Croft from the Survivor trilogy. Because I don't know who this character is, but it's not that Lara Croft. No, and I think the problem with it, and the, one of the problems I had with this film, as we'll get to it in more detail later on, is that they've kind of tried to smush the two together. So you have the, the first, probably two-thirds of it, are just, you know, get into, you know, get into the island, and then the whole survival thing. Then they gloss over the fact that she's lost in the jungle. Yeah. And then, which and is then, which is the first game, which is the game, and yeah. then you and then they go into the right. Okay, well, Tomb Raider is all about puzzles and death traps and shit. Now we need to throw some of that stuff in. And I don't. Like it doesn't know where what it, where no. it's pitching. No, it's very confused. I don't have an issue with that in terms of pacing because that's how the first game works as well. It's like you, you mentioned the trailer was basically the first game, and I specifically remember that because. They have the bit where she falls out of the plane and she impales herself. And that's a yeah. huge part of the first game. Yeah. 
first third or so of that game, she's walking around clutching her side and stuff because she's fallen on a spike and impaled herself. Yeah. And she has to, and, and we'll get into the character development of Lara Croft in that game later on. It's, it's unavoidable to talk yeah. about this without talking about that game. And actually, we should at this point as well, I suppose, give a trigger warning because there is no way we're going to make it through this discussion without bringing up sexual violence and rape because mm. they're a huge part of that game as well. Well, not a huge part, but it's a huge pivotal moment um, in this character's journey that hinges mm. around that. So trigger warning for those of you out there that are sensitive to that, of course, we'll be as respectful as we can. But let's face it, this is you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so she's got the thing where she falls on the spike and stuff. And, yeah, I think I would have been okay with having the first two-thirds of the film of her getting to the island, being lost on the island, being hunted, and then getting to the tomb mm. uh, and and then doing everything that deals with I would have been fine with that because this is the first in what they hoped was going to be a franchise. And yeah. it is a reboot, and it is about Lara Croft becoming Lara Croft Tomb Raider. So just like the game, I would have been fine with that. The problem is, and this is the main problem with the whole film, despite all the little niggles that we're going to have that piss me off, the problem is this has got a fucking four-act structure, and yeah. that never works, and it especially doesn't work when you're trying to do a knockabout two-hour fucking action-adventure film. Yeah. Like, there is no need. Like, you, you get that whole bullshit in London at the start, which uh, you mentioned you like, that's the worst part of the film for me. Because that is absolutely where she's not Lara Croft. There's a yeah. fundamental diversion from the character taken. Oh, agreed, agreed. That, that I don't understand why they've done that because it does nothing but weaken this film. So there's that. Then you've got getting to the island. Then you've got being pursued, or well, not she's not even pursued really. She just falls straight across Trinity and and helps them. But then you've yeah. got what would be that survivor section in the middle where mm. Trinity would be pursuing her in the game. And then you've got the tomb. Uh, and recent Himiko and stuff like that, or, or in this case, it's not about releasing her, it's about this virus that they've written in instead, which again, I'm fine with. Like, if you yeah. want to, if you want to on the side of that and, rather than supernatural, and that was, that was, that was something um, they've always kind of flitted between in the early games. That yes, you know, there was this whole mystical aspect to it, but there was also a bit where you could say, look, if you don't believe in that shit, there's also there's something that's um, slightly earthly and, 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 and almost natural and, and our worldly to it. Um, mm. So you know, the fact that you, know, you have you, know, the, you get you get to the bit where Himiko is not an, an all powerful god who's going to kill everything. It's a woman with fucking plague. Mm. That you know that, th you can see how that's being played in both you know, in both camps, and that works really well. Yeah, and again, and that, the, the game is very similar to that as well. You yeah. know, spoilers for anybody that hasn't played the game, but you, it doesn't put a foot firmly in either camp yeah. of whether Himiko is like actually this goddess or whatever until right at the very end. And, you know, the rest of the games are like that as well. It has that kind of, I mean, you can almost call it an uncharted trope now where you'll get two thirds of the way through the game. And then it's like, oh, supernatural shit. Yeah, uh, we'll call it that because we're talking about video games. It is, of course, uh, a Lucasfilm trope. Um, but, you know, let, let's not beat around the bush. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'd be fine. You know, again, I'm fine. With, all right, it's a plague. It's not something supernatural, whatever you want to do. Right. But, yeah, having the four act structure weakened the film for me yeah. instantly. And particularly the way those acts were like that whole shit in London, we do not need. No, like, if I mean, you want to make it like the game, open it like the game, have them on the boat, have Lara being Lara, where yeah. you know, in the game, she's, she's, on, she's yeah, on an adventure. She, she's the academic of a documentary crew. She yeah. is the, like, yes, she's still got like her father is still uh, the adventurer and stuff like that, and the archaeologist. And yes, she's got all that knowledge, but she's got that knowledge A through a lineage and B because. She's an academic who studied all of this stuff, and that's her background. Yeah. And so then, one of the things that works really well in in that game for me, and I will still argue blind with anybody that's one of the the series, 
as a whole are like some of the best written video games I've ever played. It, it, not in terms of offering branching narratives and stuff like that, mm. just as a straight, flat-out narrative, A to B. Yes, yeah. the games and they should be more than that, but they're not. They're cinematic, okay, which is why this should have been such an old an own goal. Um, but that that sort of progression from actually green around the gills academic who's just along for the ride essentially using her father's research because she's the she's the gal that they're able to pay to take them to yamatai basically and and show them around to getting lost in the jungle to being kidnapped almost raped to running around the jungle and learning how to defend herself and hunt to using her knowledge and raiding the tombs and then becoming lara croft by the time we get games two and three yeah. That's a really powerful journey that you that you can track with to the point where by the time you get to the end of that third game, there are moments in that game that even now just give me goosebumps thinking mm-hmm. about. There are like full, she gets full on Rambo moments in those yeah. games that you can never imagine her getting right back at the first one. And you can never imagine that happening with this version of Lara Croft either, because right mm-hmm. from the off, she's kicking the shit out of people in a boxing ring because she's super fit. And like, well, yeah, she's super she fit, but she, yeah, but, so she, she's not, she's not sort of. Well, yeah, because she has, has somewhere to go, doesn't she? But, but yeah. again, like all of that stuff, I, I, and like they, they try and bring her down to street level, and they bring all the things in about the company, and they have that absolutely ridiculous chase scene through London on fucking yeah. bikes. Like, what? This is fucking Tomb Raider, not Paperboy. The fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing that fucking foxtail thing. What that? Like, is the director a furry? What the fuck is this about? Like, yeah. it's her- I mean, and look, it's a well-shot action sequence. Yeah, that's what, what I was going to say. What is it doing in a film was, called Tomb Raider? I was going to say, it, it, it looks all right. And if you go back, and I mean, go if you go back beyond the, the survival games, you go back into some of the um, the, the other ones, the more the more sort of action-adventure um mm-hmm. They do have, you know, they do ha- they will have bits in London. They will have bits in cities. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's in Legend. Um, but they, you, know, you, you actually have to break into the the company, you know, into the, sort of the corporate headquarters. And no, there are no, there are sort of stealth elements to it. You know, there is a mission around that. So they do go into that some, you know, sometimes. But yeah, the the whole thing in London, they didn't need any. It doesn't add anything because the everybody everybody going into this film knows who Lara Croft is. They know exactly. what Tomb Raider is. So yes. trying to deconstruct the character in this way doesn't work. But so I mean, yeah, I, there's there's two ways to do it. Either start it on the boat like the game. And that's give the us only that way point. to do it in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go down this route, because obviously they're trying to set up this this franchise and they want to build build in this of the element with um Christopher Scott Thomas's character and stuff like that. Start with her not signing the papers or or with her finding this key, being given this key and then finding the crypt, and then yeah. introducing it that way. So at that point you say, right, okay, well, now we've got something to hang the narrative of this film on. It's that we don't need all this extra background crap that doesn't add anything and isn't going to go anywhere. You're you're straight into what's going on with the film. Yeah. See, see the, the problem that I've got with the opening sequence is, and it, <clears throat> it's tying into my problem with the film in general, is the opening sequence only works if her father is actually dead. Yep. Because the whole point yeah. is that if her father is actually dead, then it's saying that she's holding herself back because she's unable to let go of him, which yeah. is why he needs to be dead on the fucking island, because... That then ties into the whole supernatural thing. It brings it full circle. You get a really good devil's backbone moment, which then means, was she imagining it because of the grief and the stress and the fact that she's just like killed someone for the first time? And you know, there's all the psychological things that then also ties into the supernatural element. But that whole London sequence, the only function of it, because it's get you if you go through it and you look at like what the actual shots are saying and where things happen, 
it's literally setting it up that she can only succeed when her father is gone. So the point is, is that if she gets to the island, she's got yeah. to succeed. It's got to be because her father's gone. And the fact that that one scene between the two of them where they're just like sobbing in the, oh, fucking hell, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But then <laughs> the next scene where she wakes up and the injury stitch, you'd keep that. Because that would be her moment of saying, yes, if I imagine my father, because of all the stress and everything, how did my injury get solved? And that would be your little spooky hook, much like the Empress, that would then lead you to thinking, well, was it a ghost? What was it? And that would give you your supernatural element. And that's all you need to do. Mm. And it would be a much stronger film because of it. Yeah. And believe it or not, that's how the game works. (laughs) Yes, Yes, he's dead. Exactly. She's looking for him, but knowing that he's dead. Yeah. She ends up finding tertiary characters that did know a father and there is a father figure and there's all of these elements. But yeah, they work because she's already carrying that baggage. Yeah. yeah. And that is needed because she absolutely has to be on her own. That's yeah. what character building about. She needs to be on her own on this island against a force. Yeah, and you can still have the ticking clock of like, right, I've got to find the tomb before Trinity because Trinity are evil. Incidentally, Mark, you mentioned about they wanted to bring all of that in with for a franchise as well. And that's another problem with the writing here is they are very clearly writing three movies before they've yeah. even made the first one. Yes. And yeah. you can have that in the back of your mind. Again, the games do that. There's a reveal for Trinity at the end of the first one, ties into the second one, and then it really kicks off in the third. Yeah. But that's a natural arc. If that first game had gone nowhere, no harm, no foul. Who yeah, because yeah, yeah. you haven't left anything unfinished. Because you haven't left yeah. anything unfinished. Whereas this was all about setting up Trinity. This is all yeah. about, right, is this yeah. evil mega corporation that work in the shadows and they're basically Knights Templar and shit. There's all of that in there. Yeah. And it's like, we, we don't we don't need that. This is about Lara Croft. This is about, yes, we all know who she is, as you say. Yeah. Like, like, that's another thing. Like, why have we got an origin story? Because... There is not a person on this planet like that doesn't know who Lara Croft is. And no. like, I'm sorry, if you were alive in the 90s or born after the 90s, you know who Lara Croft is. Yeah. Like, you might not be familiar with the background and the story, but if you were to show even a pensioner a picture of Lara Croft, I'm pretty sure they could at least go, oh, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she's that huge an icon now. Like, yeah. she's up with Mario and Sonic and Mickey fucking Mouse, right? Yeah. Everybody knows who Lara Croft is. So we don't need the origin story. And that makes it even more grueling when you've got this first. And it's about fucking half an hour that we spend just dicking around before. Well, she yeah, because you, you, you get the bit in London, then you, you get the bit where you know, we, we have that sort of the, the bit in the in the crypt. To it. No, that's that's all fine. I, I can I can live with that stuff because that's setting us up. But then it seems to go backwards a little bit, take your foot, take its foot off the gas and go, right, OK, we're going to go to Hong Kong or wherever the fuck it is and do all that again. And then and instead of having the chase scene with the bikes, we've got the chase scene with the bag. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same thing again. And she doesn't end it. So in the, much the same way that she doesn't end the bike chase, she doesn't end the, the chase with the, with the other guys. She gets a bag back. They then chase her. So it's a, it's a reversal. And then they get, get onto the boat and the guy starts firing a shotgun and they fuck off. Without him, she's dead. Now, exactly yeah. the same as the, the fox hunt. She is caught at that point, you know. They, they, no, she doesn't hit that police car. She's caught. The only reason she's not caught is because they all fuck off because they're big chickens. No, I've got a lot to say about that guy as well. But let's let's just take a quick step back and make sure we're going through this in the right order because I'm going to jump ahead. Otherwise, um, we have talked about the the opening then and, and the problems we have with that. And we've talked about the fox hunt. Um, yeah. Incidentally, while we are on about the fox hunt, um, I, I know this is more of a Mark thing than a me thing, but I'm just watching. And but I guess this is how boring I'm finding this. I'm just watching it, thinking like, how much paint is in that fucking can? Because. <laughs> yeah. 
she seems to ride right across London with a well, kind not, of paint that doesn't not any, As we say, there's these very little trickles coming out. But the problem is, they start. They don't, it's not like this with no, a Christmas cracker driver. They stick a fucking knife in it. Yeah. So there should be a big split. Therefore, there should be hemorrhaging paint. Yeah, it's and absolutely it, pissing out of the, that, that, of that can. You can see yeah. it. But um, but you know, in, in in reality, it's a you know, tiny little drip here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but this whole thing, as we said, like the the boxing or the whatever it is she's doing taekwondo, whatever it's supposed to be, you know, the riding on the bike that's supposed to show us that you know she's got endurance and she's physically fit and she can fight. If you want to give us all that information because you're rebooting the character, fine. I disagree with it. I think she should learn it in the jungle like she does in yeah. the games because it's a natural survival instinct and it's just kind yeah. of in here. But what you do is you open pre-credits if you want as well with a little bit about her father and teaching her about Yamatai and Himiko and make this like their fucking last crusade moment. Like, yeah. yeah, he's a general adventurer and archaeologist, but this is his thing. Like, Yeah, Himiko. this is his one. This is the, no, this, this is what's dominated this is his, his life. And, right. Yeah. So give us a brief pre-creds with that. And then like, just give us some scenes pre-creds as well, where he's like teaching her how to fence or, you know, actually doing something that, you know, an upper class, which let's not forget is what she is. Yeah. An upper class an upper class lady would be doing. Let's not try and get her down and dirty in the mud because that is a different character and that is going to come naturally later on. And yeah. that's what is so character building about those moments when all of that is stripped from her. Yeah. And, and I've, sudden, I've got to just one thing I survive. One thing I did think as well, because they kept on cutting back to these, you know, these little flashbacks with um with Dominic West. And like they you know all the all the stuff is you know like you know, remember your dad loves you and the, the kiss in the fingers and shit like that. But it's it's almost as if they kind of went, oh, fuck, we've done all this stuff. At no point have we established that she fires a bow and arrow. She knows how to do archery. We better again, throw that one in. Front load that. Yeah. And and again, this is, you know, I, I know I've discussed this at length with both of you guys about many films. I don't know if I've got into it in depth in this podcast yet, but my approach to writing anyway is that unless it's structural, unless it's a whole part of your story, if you have to resort to a flashback to convey information like that, your story's fucking broke. Like, if, if it's a big part of your story that it needs to take place in the past, and if you've got dual timelines and stuff like that, that's absolutely fine. But when, as you said, Mark, and that's exactly what it is here, it's like they, somebody's looked at it in the edit suite and gone, hang on, how does she know how to use a bow? Fuck. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, flashback. Broke. It's broke. Yeah. All right, you should have given us that up front. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't understand why that didn't happen. These are crazy decisions. Yeah. Absolutely mental. And what annoys me even more is that they actually credit Rihanna Pratchett for this as well. I think it's like a, I think it's just a stealth credit. I don't think she actually, according to IMDb anyway, she didn't actually put any words on a page for this. Hmm. Uh, but it does show at least that they are, like, I, I don't think it's just lip service. I think they're actually familiar with her work and the game. So hmm. it was like, well, if you're going to go to all the trouble of crediting her, then at least use, use her. her character. Yeah. <laughs> Use the Lara that she gave us. Don't use this Lara that you want to give us. Yeah, and, and this is the thing is that there's so many bits that they have taken, especially from that first game. Not mm. just no visuals, obviously. You no, know, I said mentioned the visual jumping off the boat. You get the visual where she's you no, know, she's um, on the wing of the plane and all that sort of stuff, and in the river. That's all fine, but it's like they've just kind of gone. Ah, oh, right. Well, yeah, we've we played the game. We like the game, but it doesn't really fit with what we want to do because we want to make no, we want to make this kick-ass Lara Croft film without going to all the effort of making her Lara Croft, and that would be fine if that's what they then did. Because if and again coming back to the the um, the Angelina Jolie uh, versions, she was Lara Croft when it started, and they they mm-hmm. may have been shit, but they fit in exactly with what with what you were getting in the games. It was Lara Croft. You start at a point where Lara Croft is already Lara Croft. She knows all this shit. And she's going to go off and do it. Yeah. And that's fine. If that's what you want to do, 
even if you want to reboot it, even if you want to make her younger, you want to you know, bring in some of these survival elements, that's fine. If you want to do that, do that. Don't try and build in. They'd always be better off if they kind of go, well, we want to make this new character and making a, a making something which isn't related and say, look, it's it's the same fucking action film with the characters just not called Lara Croft because then we can fucking work it. It does feel like that at times. It does almost feel like they and, wrote another film and went, oh, we'll never sell this. Um, yeah, I mean, how many, times have we had, how many times have we had that conversation on this show? Yeah. Whereby they've kind of gone, oh, we need to, yeah, it, it's 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 good, and it, no, we there's problem, there's potential, and some there's bits in here you'd see in any other high back high budget action movie, but there's no hook. Oh fuck, what can we do? I know we'll make it Lara Croft. Yeah, uh, I suspect we're also about to get the same thing with the Uncharted movie as well. Yeah, um, but oh god, we, we'll talk about that one day. I'm fucking sure. Um, I'm I'm still hoping to be very 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 pleasantly surprised because i haven't got much hope at the moment oh god no 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 <laughs> no, no. I just look at the it's like no yeah i'm writing that one off before i even walk in it, it needs to <laughs> needs yeah. to be seriously good to convince me but anyway um so yeah it, it, we, we sound like bitchy fanboys at the moment and there is an element <laughs> of that with me because like seriously i we are like, i cannot understate how much i love these fucking games they i, I think they're amazing Okay. Um, but anyway, like let, let's I mean let's try and find something positive. Say so the first positive thing I've got to say actually is there is like say the action sequences are quite good, you know. They, it mm. is quite comedy hand and there is an absolutely great cut out of that bike scene, which is such a horrendous scene. And it actually brought me back into the film, which is a great cut from that to the police station. There's a match and action cut where she and there's a good way of cutting around it for what is, I think, a fifteen rating, so possibly PG thirteen in America, where yeah. she just goes and they cut straight out of it big yeah. fan of a match and action cut like that so that works well and it brought me back in for a little while but then they took me straight back out of it with all of this inheritance shit immediately and i'm like look this is not for the first film in the franchise yeah. this is this is for later on like and, and if you do want to get into this now give us like very few like a scene will do it just let us know that she doesn't want this and she's turning her back in it but again there's an element of that which doesn't fit with the character because yep. she is Lara Croft, she is Lady Croft, and especially this one is searching for a father. So why the fuck would she turn her back on her father's company? Like well, I yeah. get it that she's trying to run away from it and stuff, but at the same time, that is her only link to her father. Yeah. So it I say it doesn't trap because I mean, and we have it in some of the you know, it's in the other games, they're not just survival games. There's the whole thing of her parents in most of the games that came mm -hmm. through it. Um, so yeah, I mean the whole thing is to say, you know, she has the resources, she has, you know, all of his research and all that sort of stuff, you know, hidden down in the um down in the crypt. She has all this not all this stuff, and that's what enables her to do it. So this whole thing of her you know, selling this, you no, know, this this necklace and you know, having to sort of beg you no know, beg, steal and borrow just to get by, it doesn't it doesn't track. No, it it doesn't track with with and again, it's almost like this was written for another character and then yeah. they kind of bolted Lara on because I, my next note in fact is that it's about how good I think Alicia Vikander is I think she's got mm -hmm. like serious stuff on her because she's a very good actress and she certainly physically looks the part as well yeah but she's just not playing Lara Croft and I don't no. think it's her fault no, I think no. she absolutely could play Lara Croft and she could specifically play this version of Lara Croft yeah but the, but the script is, doesn't it's not want her to. Yeah. yeah. And so it seems so confused. And then, like you said, you go out of this bit of the boardroom into like you get the puzzle box and the crypt. And, it, you know, then she starts picking up the trail that her father's left. And it's got the makings of a really decent adventure romp. Yeah. But it's not Tomb Raider. And, and no. by trying to smash the two together, they're making it worse. 
Yeah, you know, and, and like even the, you look at the you know, there are nods in there as well where you get the thing about um, you know, burning all the research and then she turns up with it and it gets you know, gets right. taken. See again, it's fucking Last Crusade. This, yeah. this is the third. Yeah. This, this this happened thirty years ago. Yeah, this isn't and, and new it, by any means. Yeah, it it's also it, like that. That is the point when when she does meet her father. Then and he goes, "Didn't you burn my research?" Where I'm just going, "Oh, look." When she didn't burn it in the first place, I was calling bullshit. But for you to call attention to it in the script yeah. as well, I'm really calling bullshit. Like, this is hot. any normal, clear headed person would go, Yeah, I should really burn this. Maybe have a quick flick through first if you want to, but then yeah. go, Yeah, no, um, this got him killed. I should yeah. really burn this shit. That maybe, is the maybe scan it and make some encrypted copies somewhere. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is all her fault. Um, yeah. She could have but just again, taken pictures on her iPhone that's locked to her fingerprint. So she can, like, yeah. scan through the pictures at any point. But without her, no one can access it. But yeah. again, here's just another dangling thread of another film that's been woven in that doesn't work. Because if this is the decision that she's making, then that's that's fine. You know, that could be a plot point. You know, that that's a big plot point in a lot of superhero films and things like that. And it's specifically in indie. You get yeah. it a lot of like, this whole mess is my fault. Yeah. Right. And then you've got the guilt and you need to redeem yourself and clean it up. Yeah. But they don't play on that later on either. They, they like they they brush over it in the, in the final act for a few seconds. It's like, no, actually, this is all her fault. This is her yeah. mess that she has to clean up. Yeah. Like, but but that doesn't seem to weigh on her at all. You know, no. Um. So so that's really weird. Then just another little niggle in the crypt thing as well you can tell I, I hate this because i'm picking up on all the mark stuff all the stuff that i know <laughs> oh, suspension and disbelief don't worry about it it's fine there's this whole riddle about the first letter yeah and she goes down and reads the inscription on the crypt but wouldn't the first letter be i first letter like, l yeah like it, it, it's wrong isn't it <laughs> like it's blatantly well that's it if, 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 if it's it's a letter yeah, yeah, it's, it's either but it's, it's either the L, first letter I, of the whole because it's in loving memory. Oh. Well, that's it. It's 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 either it's either the I in loving memory or it's the L for Lord Richard Croft. Yeah, but it's not the R. At, I say. Yeah, at no point is it the R. No. But again, no, neither of those letters would actually fit it. So you know, you need to have it somewhere where where it's enclosed. I get that. It's a practical point, but in that case, you need to word your riddle a bit more carefully. Yeah, and and, and yeah. even even more annoyingly on a. <laughs> just on a pure calling bullshit standpoint, isn't it really handy that good old dad labelled the files that he wants burned and left them out on his desk like yeah. anybody would do with top secret files that you don't want anyone to yeah. find? That's exactly yeah. what you do. You label them Trinity and leave them on your desk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, might, it, might as well have a big neon light saying secret stuff in here. But but again, like there's, there's a little bit of all this where I'm going like, yeah, all right. If this wasn't called Tomb Raider... I'd, I'd probably be enjoying this right now, but I can't. If, I just if, if this can't somebody, that switch. If this was somebody gone right, we've got a no, we've got a budget of a couple hundred grand. Let's go make the best film, best action film we can make. Mm. I'd be all over this shit. I'd be happy as Larry. Yeah, whoever the fuck Larry is, you know, because it's like it's it's one of those you think right, okay, well they're trying, they go no, they they're going out of their way to make something, they make the best that they can, and actually they've kind of put themselves in a hole. They just need to get from point A to point B. It'll pass. It'll fly. Because no, this is a film that cost. Hang on, it wasn't much. It was surprisingly little. A hundred and six million dollars. Yeah. So which for is, the type of for the type of chunk film, for, change you know, for, for a film like this, for, for the type of film. But again, no, it's it's still under was hundred million dollars, eighty million quid. Yeah. That's still a decent chunk of change. No, it it's is. not as if it's yeah. not as if they you know they're, they're scrabbling pennies from it's, down the no, back no, no, and so no, far no, in the ashtray not. in the car. 
you know, by, this by is no a means, full but scale it's still, production. Yeah, it, but it's still on the lower end of that. Um, and mm. which is even, why it's even more surprising then when you know a script gets in front of the camera with a budget at that level with shit like this in it, where it's like again, it, it all belongs in a different film, and it's fine. I'm enjoying it, but this almost feels like it should be in like the Da Vinci Code, not yeah. in Tomb Raider, because again, we're setting up Trinity when we should be concentrating on Lara and her dad. And the other problem as well with setting up Trinity the way that they do, where, where, you know, oh, at the end of the film where she's given, like, the company holdings, oh, these are all the companies that we've got, and your father's got all of the files. And we know he's got all of the files because she found them when she goes into the crypt. But that means when you get to the end of the film and you've had all the revelations and they're into the whole setup for the next one, just, it it undermines, I mean, don't get me wrong, they've done a really good job at undermining her father the whole way throughout because the thing is, is if, if the dude is actually alive and this is and the, we're, we're accepting the narrative as the film gives us, yeah. what have you, what a fucking shit father. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that no, Jesus! The, the, the fact that his wife died. So he, he's, you know, he's, he's a single parent anyway. And he goes, yeah, you know what? I'm going to disappear off to the South China Sea for a, seven months, which turns mm-hmm. into seven years. Fucking yeah. father of the year. Yeah. yeah. And then when she turns up, he's just like, so which one was it? Oxford or Cambridge? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, I've, I've, oh. I've ruined your life, but you know, yeah. don't even, like that. That's bad anyway. But don't even get me started on that shit because again, this is Lady Croft that we're talking about here. Just, oh yeah, actually, I did go to Nemo. I dropped out because I want to be a street biker in it. And by the way, I'm a rapper and shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't know who this is, but it isn't Lara Croft. No, it, it's it's <laughs> no iteration of Lara Croft we've ever had. No, and, and actually, again, the really annoying thing, and I, I keep banging on about it, but they, they so clearly want to be the game. But even though she's academic in the game, she's still like she's with this rough and tumble gang. That's the yeah. documentary. Like, like she's clearly not living off the fact that she's Lady Croft. You know, yeah. she's she's in with this this gang of essentially art students <laughs> to go and make a documentary on an island. You know, and she's, she's knocking about with her mates, essentially. And she's a young 20-something woman who's going on an adventure with her mates. She's not, yeah. like, lording it up in ball gowns and shit like that. But and that is there in the character. Yeah, and the problem, the other problem that I've got with this film is that after having watched this film and being brutally disappointed, I stumbled across an actual Tomb Raider film that's not called Tomb Raider, where they very specifically have Lara Croft as the main character, but with a different name because they didn't have rights to the franchise. And it fucking holds up as a Lara Croft film because she is fucking Lara Croft. There you go. With the documentary crew, she's the academic. They go into the catacombs of Paris. They accidentally go into hell. They're getting picked off one by one. And she has to use her knowledge of like alchemy and like old philosophy and stuff. And the two of them get back out and it's, brilliantly done it ties into lots of mythology she gets to be very smart and show the fact that she's educated and she is lara croft throughout it's just she's got a different name so if you want to watch an actual tomb raider film watch as above so below right i will because that's what i want from this because i will happily watch an actual tomb raider film with this as above so below and and, and specifically with you know (laughs) this iteration of of lara croft the one from the survivor trilogy i think it's a character she's fantastic hmm. okay so i will i will look for that um okay so yeah we get all the shit with the dad out of the way and finally we're at the end of act one with a load of shit that we don't need at all yeah um okay now what's everybody's stance on nick frost because <laughs> i i, I right. 
I'm gonna I, be I, honest. I have kind of a seesaw relationship with Nick Frost, if I'm honest. When I when I saw the film in the cinema, I fucking hated the Nick Frost cameo. However, yeah. after spending the last two years serving customers from behind a perspex screen, that entire thing hits completely different. And I actually found myself severely empathizing with his character and thinking, do you know what? You're the most sympathetic character in this whole fucking film. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really like him in this. Yeah. But like I said, I, I, yeah. have, I have a seesaw relationship because he's 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 really at the tipping point of, yeah. of being overexposed now. Like it almost feels like he's working for food. He pops yeah. up fucking <laughs> everywhere at the moment. Um, well, to be and, fair, and he, like, he is a big dude. He probably does need to you know to, to yeah, get a lot of food in. I think I think deployed properly um, as as he is here in a in a minor support role with a grand caricature. Yeah. I think he's very good. Um, but a great actor, he isn't. <laughs> Sorry, he's just not. So you, you have to pick and choose him in carefully. And, and he specifically at the moment seems to be falling into the slightly villainous, cockney gangster standpoint, I guess, because of his size and his age now. Yeah. And he's almost tipping over into this, but he just manages to pull it back. I think I think the scenes with him are very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, but he, it almost feels like he's just here to get us that scene at the end. Yeah. It really does feel like he's here for that credit scene. Yeah. Uh, and they just wanted to establish who he was first. Um, incidentally, I really like that credit scene. But yeah. again, trying to do the game, so don't have her go to a shop and buy the guns. They yeah. need to be her father's guns. That's the fucking point. Like they, they have to mean something. Mm. Like you don't just have her go and buy them. And go, oh yeah, I like those. I'll take two because I own a company now, and now I'm actually rich. Rubbish. Like those guns should mean something. Mm. Anyway, before I rant anymore, uh, we get the second chase sequence in. Uh, where, where do they go? Is it Hong Kong? They go Hong Kong. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, really good. Really good action sequence. Nothing wrong with it. Just uh, don't need it. Just absolutely don't need it because we've already had one. And now yeah. it just feels like we're treading water. And it, yeah. it reeks. And we've, we've mentioned this on, on uh, I think actually it was before we went on here, we, we spoke about it. Um, but this sequence in particular reeks of a studio exec somewhere going, whoa, hang on, you haven't had an action scene for like 10 minutes here. Yeah. Uh, well, this is an action film. What you're sort of pacing out. Like you're not you don't tell a story. What the fuck are you doing? Like yeah. shooty, shoot, bang, bang, do something. Yeah. Um, and that's what this feels like. Yeah. Um, so you know, we get all of that. Um, and then like she gets she meets the boat captain whose name I've I've already forgotten. Luran. Right, right. So here's the other thing. If we're gonna give her a support network, if you want characters for it to bounce off, which yeah. she doesn't need, she should be in the jungle on her own. Yeah. But she needs a boat captain and stuff like that. You like the games, clearly. You want to make the games. Where's Jonah? Why have we got this fucking Muppet? Like, yeah. she has this character already, and he's called Jonah. And he's a lot more entertaining than this plank of fucking wood. So, what is the point? Why Hang does on, this can I, can, You've been a little bit unfair there. No planks of wood are that fucking wooden. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait, why does he even exist? What is no. the point in it? No. Like, You'd be better off getting Captain fucking bird's eye in at that point. At least he's been entertaining. Or she just gets a boat. All right, she doesn't have to fucking drive the boat herself. Do you drive a boat? I think you drive a boat. Or do you pilot a boat? I think you drive a boat. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you drive a boat. It's got wheel. So I think you drive a boat. Anyway, I'm going to say drive a boat, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm no saying. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> well, neither do you, because it, it hasn't got a sail, so, she, so you wouldn't be sailing it anyway. Technicalities, right? <laughs> I swear like one, and sometimes I don't wear pants. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... She doesn't. We don't need to see you driving the boat. She just needs a charter boat. No. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. And, and she needs to get shipwrecked. Right. That's it. And and even if you didn't want to get shipwrecked, you could have a minor walk-on part of like, look, I'm going to drop you at Yamatai, but I am not 
waiting by this fucking island because Himiko. Yeah. There's your fu- there's or, your fucking Nick Frost cameo. If you've got yeah. to use him. Yeah. yeah. Or if you actually do want to set up this whole, whole Trinity thing, and bearing in mind that there are all these lovely files that she's found in her father's crypt when she's finding out about Himiko with Trinity mm-hmm. and stuff on, she could be in Hong Kong looking around and then she sees the Trinity symbols being loaded onto a boat. That's much just better. Stow just do away. Whole, stow away. Yeah. Just do the whole squid game thing. Yeah. God, that's that's so much better, Helen. That's exactly how it should be. That's yeah. so much better. So because so you can better. still you you what you what it is is it's not necessarily an action action scene, but you'd get a stealth action scene. Yeah. Which is building you because you've had the high value sort of like uh-huh. intense action chase with like the sort of the physicality, but you also the other side to Lara obviously is the stealth element and like yeah. stealth elements are the reason why I love these yeah. games, mm. and it means that you've established that she can do both. When when she's forced to before she gets onto the island. So if the whole reason you're showing these things is so that when she's put in that situation, it's mm. a case of, oh shit, I've got these skills now. I've actually got to use them. You've you've established she's got those those skills, mm. but also yeah. it's going to condense your narrative down much nicer. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They'll save us some money as well because they won't have to crash a boat. Yeah, yeah. Nicer, and they can still much. have the they still have the same point. She's sneaking off the boat the other end, yeah. and somebody cautious on the back of the head with a butt of a rifle. Yeah, and because then, they're going to collect their cargo, you... and then yeah. they find in amongst the cargo, she's there yeah. as well. So yeah. boom, problem That's solved. Much, much, uh, much better. Yeah. Much better. And you don't have to spend five minutes dicking around on a boat. Yeah. Again, if it feels like they wanted the shot of her jumping off the boat, because oh, completely, insane. completely, like, and that's fine. The it reason, looks stunning, but again, the only reason why the the whole thing with chartering the boat and the whole thing with the boat captain, the only reason that should be in the film and why that's there from a character point of view is if her father's already fucking dead and you're you're foreshadowing this because the whole point is his father's dead and they know that he's yeah, dead yeah. and they arrive on the island and you're told specifically yeah. no 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 we definitely shot him he's definitely dead like the only way that whole sequence makes sense is if the father's fucking dead yep. yeah totally 100 percent agree why um, this decision annoys me so much yeah <laughs> so but in fairness, you know, you do get that that scene between them whilst they're on the boat, and yeah, there's there's some story work going in there. And I actually think, for all I've criticised it already, and I know you guys have been in agreement with me as well, but for all we've we've piled on it already about all of these various things they've thrown in, they've actually done quite well to front load all of this stuff about Himiko and Trinity at this point. If that's mm. the film we want to make, like by the time we get into this island, yeah. we fully understand the stakes. Yeah, yeah, and they've done really well to do that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is she isn't looking for Himiko. She's looking, no, looking for her father or her dad. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Helen, as you said, if he's dead already, this all works so much better. Yeah. Like they, they, they've done it. They put the work in. Yeah. But it's because it ties into film. the Himiko legend as well. Yeah. So it's, that's the point. That's the whole point of it. And the other thing as well is she'll be on the island for some time and she'll have the whole thing where she's in the water and what have you. And there's the tomb and you have it so that the tomb, wherever the tomb's located, the water sources of the free flowing island are coming from that tomb. So then you've also got a thing of, well, it might not have been a supernatural influence that was coming from the tomb. You could have been having that whole, the water supply was contaminated, which was then fueling like madness and paranoia and hysteria amongst mm-hmm. the Trinity group and everyone that lived there. That's also why she started to experience seeing the father's ghost, you know, sort of Salem witch trial style. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's all it's all there and it's so close and the, the thing is is I can watch a film that's utterly shit and it's absolutely fine you know, you know mm. I'm off there writing the musical remake with Luke Evans in the lead role and I'm happy as a pig in shit but if you give me a film that's almost good and just 
with a couple of tweets. If you just gave me the script once mm -hmm. before you made it, and I would send it back to you, and I'd be just like, oh, it took me hmm, half a day to do these rewrites, and we're good to go. Yeah. Like, then it really, really annoys me. <laughs> Right, they're with you. Uh, most of the things we've really piled into on the show have been exactly that, where there's, there's money behind it and there's yeah. clearly talent behind it, yeah. but uh, it's just not quite. Um, she's such a good leading lady. Like this is she's the thing. fantastic. It's, it's, I think she's really, really good. She's she's one of the strongest. Like she, the only other sort of actor that I can think of that can do that level of has that level of dramatic range as well as with the physicality is someone like sort of a younger Tom Cruise when he was doing mm. all of those roles because her accent work is oh, phenomenal when you remember that she's not even talking in her native yeah, tongue yeah. Yeah. and she's nailing these accents like everything mm. that I've seen her in she is absolutely so good and she's such a physically strong performer as well the stunt sequences are fantastic like she is she is carrying this film on her very tiny shoulders the entire time and doing yeah. an admirable job of it. It's just everything is letting her down. Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so we're now, I, I, I've got a time check here, as, as I like to do when I'm getting really annoyed by act structures. And films, <laughs> as I've done a few times on this podcast. We are 40 minutes in to this film before she gets shipwrecked on Yamatai. <clears throat> right, 40 minutes in and we we've pretty much had two acts, okay? You've got yep. all the setup in London, then you've got, I need to get the Yamatai to find my dad, right? Yeah. So here it is, she gets shipwrecked, but we literally could have got here in 15 minutes. I, I genuinely see no reason why this didn't start on the boat. No, no yeah, more so. say, front load the stuff with the dad, right? Credits, have a wake up on the boat. She's been dreaming all of that, right? Yes, because you, the you, you do get a bit over the credits about... Um, him ago, you don't do. You? Yeah. yeah, you do. So they, I, yeah, they could have quite easily just segued that into her father. No, her father's yeah, no, yeah. Her, it's her father's life's work, and he went in search of it and never came back. Yep. You, could, or you could, if you want that as well, you could open with her in an airport lounge reading through the journal, and the flight being announced to Hong Kong, and her starting to read the book, and then she gets on the plane as she reads the book, and then you cut into the voiceover narration of it I've with her interface reading. That reading yeah. like the letters from the legal thing she's got to yeah. sign off on the paperwork and it's a case of boom 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 done i've literally written that we can get all the backstory when she's reading his notes like yeah. literally it, it makes yeah. perfect sense right yes so we could have got here in 15 fucking minutes it took 40 yeah. and none of it was brilliant to be honest um because it doesn't gel okay so she wakes up on the island she's been she's been skewered so i'm thinking like, all right here we go like this is we're away now. This is going to be like the game. Uh, Matthias shows up again. Character. Well, she gets skewered later. She gets skewered when she's when she's running oh, away. They... It's, yeah, it's when she's running away rather than when she's... But she does get skewered when she's on the island. Um, she wakes yeah. up and she's with Matthias. And this is the point on the first watch through. Yeah. I think I'd fallen asleep once and woken back up by this time. <laughs> but this is the point where I... Like, Matthias shows up and she's in the camp and stuff. And I'm thinking, right, this is going to get really good now because this is the yeah. stuff that I, that I really liked in the game. Um, again, here's a character that... It just isn't right. I, I don't like. Yeah, he's he's slightly crazy and stuff. But he's he's but, not though. I mean, they they kind of they try to set it up that he's you no, know, he's been there for seven years and he's you no, know, he's kind of lost the plot and he, you know, he he's lost all his so social niceties and all the rest of it. But actually, he he just comes across as a bit of a dour fucker. He's just he's just it's just like well, there's nothing actually wrong with him. There's nothing there's nothing there that sets him apart from anybody else. No, and this is a thing again. When you get this character in the game, he's he's like gone so fucking crazy. Yeah. He basically thinks he's he's the second coming. Yeah, you like, you want him to be completely the leader of a fucking cult. reservation. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's what I thought we were going to get, but we don't. We don't. Yeah. Like, 
the problem we get now is they dial a lot back. And, and I understand yeah. that, you know, this needs to be accessible for everybody. I think it's a 15 rating. And actually, if you're going to make those games, they would be an 18 without a shadow of a doubt. I think they are, aren't they? American uh, listeners. Yeah, the, the, the games are. Aren't. Trans- and if you were going to translate those to film, they, they would yeah. be elements that you would probably leave. You would, you would leave the almost rape out, for instance. Um, you, you would leave a lot of the fucking violence out, I think, as well, because it's horrific. Some yeah. of it is absolutely horrific, but it all feels justified. Um, and this isn't about the game, so we're not going to get too much into that. But it, but again, it all feels justified because they yeah. break that character very early on, right here, where she wakes up in the camp and is almost raped, were it not for the fact that she's able to rely on her pre-existing combat skills. They don't even bother explaining in the game. They're just like, yeah, she's a bit scrappy because she's probably yeah. learned some stuff from her dad. And she's just able to be resourceful and get away. Yeah. And I would absolutely buy that if it happened here. And again, I'm not advocating for that. Rape is never a good idea. As we've said many times, like if, if you're using it as a, as a story lever, then just use something else. All right. It's disgusting. You don't have to do that. But the threat can be implied. Yeah. The, just threat, really the not... threat needs to be implied yeah. because yeah. the fact that it's missing from that scenario just doesn't track. No, not at all. And, that's, and... that's the problem with there's There's things that they've deliberately excluded because obviously it's a case of that they're looking for the rating. But then in a little bit, we get the first kill scene and that's brutal the action sequences once they come on this yeah. are not fantastic and and i think that's what disappoints me the most is like i i said to you helen just before we started recording i think they've got the soul of this right yeah i just think there's all of these little bits that they don't quite nail and it's yeah. because it's so confused and and it absolutely it all stems from her and i don't mean alicia vikander i mean from lara the character that's here because yeah. Yeah. it stems from it, the script it's the, it's does, the wrong yeah. script it, yeah she does need to be that fish out of water to begin with yeah. and and she does need that moment where she just goes oh fuck i'm in mortal danger and i like the survival yeah. instinct has to kick in yeah and i don't feel like that's earned here at all in the same way that it is in the games because they absolutely beat the shit out of her for the first 2 hours or so of that game like yeah. she's yeah. absolutely battered I mean, the thing is, because I didn't, I didn't play the game personally, like watching somebody play a game is a very different experience to Mm. sitting and doing the controls yourself. Like, don't get me wrong. It, I'm quite happy if somebody's playing a game to just sit there and like offer commentary at the side and, you know, sometimes we'll switch controllers around, but I'm happy to watch a game as early on to play it, but it is a very different experience. And so the... The sort of the earning and the lead up and the sort of the action sequences on the island up to that kill moment that I didn't necessarily have a problem with that because the thing is is it is basically it's a what is a 30 hour game if you if you're playing it completionist yeah probably yeah. slightly more than that yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's the 30 long. but it's, yeah. it's the triple a 30 to 40 hour mark like you know yeah. it's like if you can get through it a lot quicker than that but if you're like me then you've got to lock down every collectible and get all of the trophies and what have you and you know that doesn't translate to a film so it's the you know we have got like an adaption issue here Mm. where you're you're trying to condense it down you have to condense it yeah yeah so so i will allow you a certain amount of shorthand for having that holy shit my life is in danger i did i this isn't this isn't playing around this isn't bitchy girls in the school playgrounds this isn't the mean streets of london what mm. what like you know this is actual serious shit and you know I, I had I had a lot of I was willing to roll with everything up until this point I was just like okay we're doing an origin story it's a slightly different version of Lara from the video game mm. 
we've had different incarnations like if they want to sort of like use the video game as an inspiration point and then sort of develop her outwards like the the whole London thing didn't really annoy me because the thing is is if you actually dig into that whole thing the Hollywood realism sort of aspect of London with like where the apartment is that she's living and she's down by sort of Shoreditch and stuff like I was just like well that's telling you that she's Lady Croft because like that her flat alone's costing like probably close to a million pound blatantly daddy's bought it for her like mm. uh, but I would have said it's because she was meant to be going to Imperial rather than Oxford or Cambridge like just from the location thing but that whole that whole thing I was just like yeah I can see how that's building the character and it's showing you that she's educated she's got the language skills she's got people skills but she, she's she's living her life on hold and she's holding herself back and she needs to get to the island to have the journey blah 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 like fine you're doing your own thing with this she's she's allowed to interpret the character how she wants we'll see how it goes and like that lead up until the first that first death as well like through that action scene the bit on the plane like she's doing she's doing an amazing she's an amazing physical performer as i've said yeah. before yeah. um i was here for it and the way that she plays that first kill scene like she plays the emotional impact on her as a character like up until that point I was I was in the film and I was really enjoying it and I was just like yeah do you know what like there's a couple of minor niggles that I've got a couple of things that could be cleaned off but overall yeah I'm here with you now I'm invested and then they fucking cut away to that fucking shadowy figure and I was just like yeah. oh no Oh no! I think this is this is the point. I mean, for it, me, it was a, it was a huge turning point because up until that point, I mean, as you said, in, in the game at that point, you've spent two hours kicking the living fuck mm-hmm. out of her, and this they've kind of gone since she's gotten to to Yamatai, You've kind of had that where you know straight away she's you no know, she's ambushed, she's she's put to work. There's the, there's the threat because obviously they're all got fucking guns and all. She runs away, she gets injured. All of that is fine. That's really good. And then you have that bit, The you know, it's really atmospheric. I think the scene where the guy creeps up on her is a bit too short. I think they could have really ramped that tension yeah. up a little bit. You could have probably had another 30, 40 seconds out of that before having the actual action come into it. And then you get the death, and she's completely robbed of any effect of that because straight away she sees the guy, the guy running off. She chases him. She, We've never seen her show any sort of aptitude for climbing, but apparently she can climb up a, a craggy wall, which is wet and all the rest of it. And then she has the encounter with her father. And so, hang on, you've just murdered somebody. And yes, okay, it was, no, it may be self-defense, it was kill or be killed, all the rest of it, fine. But there's weight to that. That's going to affect you. Yeah. And she, yeah. She's robbed of that. And because, because she's robbed of it, we're robbed of it. And then moving on from that, there's a complete character break where she goes, right, okay, now I'm going to stand up to these fuckers. I'm going to go in there with my bow and arrow where they've all got guns. I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm going to start kicking off. And she yeah. hasn't earned that. There's there's a fantastic uh, moment in the game actually, um, and one of the things this game does really well. I said there's no branched narratives and stuff, but one of the things it does really well in, in terms of bringing you in as as a player and, and giving you the emotional connection to the character is is things like that. Like death should have weight, mm. and I will never forget. There are two moments in that first game that stick with me. One is the rape because I I genuinely have never felt so helpless and horrified playing a game in my life because you can't do anything. It's just a quick time event, and if you fuck it up, like she's she's dead, right? And it, and it's just it's so horrific and horrible mm. that it it absolutely gets you that sense of threat straight away. And especially after she's had the shit kicked out of her for the last hour or so, you're like, oh no. This is too much. Yeah. And so you 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 you're with her 100% when she becomes this fucking murderous killing machine for the back half of the game. But the first life she takes in that game isn't human. You have to hunt and kill a deer. Yeah. And when you kill it, she immediately runs over, breaks down and apologizes. Mm. And that's the only time you get that's all you get in the game, but it's got heft and weight. Yeah. Because again, you're like, 
oh shit like she's she's, alive yeah she's just killed a thing yeah but then straight off the back of that she gets captured and then she's put through the ringer and it's like okay well she's already crossed the bridge she's killed something yeah and now her life's in danger so yeah why not of course she's going to kill him so again that that all tracks whereas here you're missing all of that and you're even missing the implied threat because instead of being captured and you know going down the route of well here are a bunch of horny dudes that have been on an island alone for seven fucking years and all of a sudden lady croft walks in instead they give us the greatest hits of steven spielberg for the next 30 seconds where like matthias the first thing he does is take the book from her which is literally satipal taking the idol from indy <laughs> at the start of fucking indiana jones right and then as soon as we've done that we're into temple of doom where she's put to work as a fucking yeah. slave in the, in the mic and it's like look I, we get it. We've all seen the Indiana Jones trilogy as well, all right? Yeah. And we know it's the gold standard. I get it. But that's not what you need here. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. the, you're yeah. not making Temple of Doom, and you're certainly not making Last Crusade, and you're oh, not God. making Raiders of the Lost Ark either. So <laughs> don't even reference those two. But they do clearly think they're making Last Crusade, even though this is the first film. That's the yeah. problem. Um, but then, it's yeah, really, get... really spot on. Like later on, when they get into the actual tomb, there's yeah, one bit yeah. which is they really, really, yeah, they, they really think they're making Last Crusade. They really do. Um, which, you know, I, I personally, I liked Last Crusade, but a lot of people would tell you it's the worst of the original trilogy. So if you're going to remake one, go for <laughs> go for one of the good ones. Personally, I like it. Temple of Doom is my least favorite. I think it's horrible. Um, well, not I horrible. Love, it's still I love better. Last Crusade. Yeah, I, I like it too, but it's not. It's the it's the middle one. Would for, say. for me, the thing Raiders for me is, is the gold standard. For yeah. me, it's because I I saw Last Crusade in the cinema. So it was the only one I saw in the cinema. Um, yeah, me too. And yeah. I'd seen the others once or twice. I wasn't. I mean, I mean, it's not massive. It's two two or so years between us. But like being that much younger, I wasn't that bothered. And like my, we were. My brother used to love fucking Sinbad and Jason and the Argos. All this stuff. So all this stuff was always on all the time. And and um, it was just one of those that. Last Crusade for me, it's like the the first one that was actually mine. I saw saw that for myself, without, mm. and so that's where that one comes from with me. But I've yeah, when you come into this film, and as I said, certainly the second half, once they get into the temple, it's a oh, okay. So that's the bit where Walter gets decapitated. That's the bit where he steps on the wrong letter. That's the bit yeah. with the bridge. And so right, yeah. okay, you've just yeah. you've just sat down and gone right. We don't know what to do in the temple. We've got some. You know, we've got an idea for some some cool death traps. But we don't actually know how to get out of them. How would Indy do it? But again, what's so fucking nuts about this is if you're looking to just crib from something because you don't know what to do, hello, you've got an entire fucking trilogy of games that you can crib these tombs from. Like, not and just, they really not, not just the trilogy. Yeah. And not just, not just the trilogy of games. Like, the thing the thing is, is you're, you're set in Asia, and so it's it's the Asian tombs, and you've got... You've got a whole different sort of mythology and sort of supernatural thing that's that's attached with Asia. And I personally love it. Like if you're gonna give me a Tomb Raider film, give me one that's set in Asia because I love the like the whole terracotta armies and mm. emperors yeah. and like that that whole Asian mysticism thing. But tomb raiding as a genre, both in books, um, TV shows and movies, is huge in China and Asia. Mm. And I know that I've ranted on well raved to you about the fact that i've discovered the the best chinese tomb raiding series ever with its man-eating clams and people that go insane listening to thunder it's just oh so much good tomb raiding so much good tomb raiding and really good humor as well and i'm just like if you're going to crib from something crib from that one because it's 
it's it's authentic. It's the same sea. There's a whole section that's set in an underwater temple. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, and in all just... fairness, if you look at the the original Tomb Raider games as well, so right up until you got to um, is it the Last Chronicle, the fourth one, um, before mm-hmm. they sort of rebooted it. Um, the best one there was the second one, which was set in China. And yeah. You know, with, yeah. Uh, and it was all about the um, the dragon that killed the dragon, uh, the dragon and stuff like that. You know, it's second one didn't have the T Rex though, did it? No, it did. Like, and that's that... what that's what this film's missing. <laughs> Everything all films are missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all films are missing. But yes, I mean, they, I not just I mean, as you said, I don't know. There's a there are, there's the whole trilogy to 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 crib tombs from. There's also the entire back catalogue of Tomb Raider games, mm-hmm. plus all the yeah. other all the other genre pieces. And sort of, I mean, Asian, South American, South American um, temples. Again, they they tend to be massive in certainly in Hollywood adaptations because it's that much closer. Yeah. Um, and no, that's that's what they know about. That's them. No, Americans generally not so big with stuff off continent, mm. um, but yeah. you know. So, but there's no, there's an entire world of stuff they can draw from, and they just kind of go, ah, oh, yeah, let's just make Last Crusade, fuck it. But, but yeah, but with all of that, even with everything to draw from, like the intent here is literally to launch that franchise, and and to they do skirt close, very close to the plot line of the first game, and that's clearly what they're trying to do. Mm. Right, there are there are moments that are lifted directly from it, so why not lift the tomb? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like, and it doesn't even, you don't even have to lift Himiko's tomb if you don't want. There are loads of tombs throughout the back half of that game. Some of them are quite small. Just lift one of those. Yeah. Give us one yeah. puzzle for it to solve. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, this whole shit, like I say, wasn't. This is where I really lost heart first time through because this is where I realized, oh, okay, they're not gonna do it. Like, they mm. nearly, they nearly pulled this off, but they're not because this, this isn't her basically becoming Rambo. This is just, there's a little bit. There's some good action sequences. The plane sequence is fucking great. Yes. Um, but you know, it, it takes again time check fifty six minutes before she's alone, stranded, unable to do anything to actually influence the narrative. Yeah. However, we're finally at the end of what would be Act 2, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this should have happened at the end of Act 1. This should have happened half yeah. an hour in. She should be on Yamatai, on her own, having to... Broken. Re- yeah, broken, Yeah, basically. broken. And then yeah. Act 2 is then, because she's broken and we've established her psychologically breaking much more that's when she starts thinking that she sees her father but he's not actually physically there and they're having conversations it's a case of she'll see him and it will spare her mm. on to like push it a little bit harder and to yeah. train to climb a cliff and to, to make that shot and what have you exactly she, that she thinks she's doing that and then in act three when they get into the tomb that's when she finds that her father's body is in the tomb yeah and yeah. that she realizes it's she's been hallucinating all along um, I, I've just got a note here, which you've already touched on, Mark. But yeah, I just say I agree, Reed. I've got here's the problem with all this fucking street smart Lara that we've got. Like killing the guy for me didn't feel like a stretch for her at all. No, uh, which it needed to. You know, yeah. it, it needed, well, they need to put her through the ringer, and that absolutely had to be something yeah, that that's like, got to that should be her breaking him, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if, if I don't kill him, I'm going to die. So I need yeah. to do this, and then that needs to weigh on it. Yeah. Once um, once she's done it, it should be case of oh. F- Okay, I know, I know he was going to kill me, but that dude's dead because of me. Uh, yeah. I mean, the and way it, that she kills him as well is, as I said, it's brutal. I, like, it's, she's got I, his face down, and, and that's yeah. that's a long, slow, drawn-out death. Like, yeah. that is going to hit her hard. Yeah. And she starts to have that moment, and they throw it away. Yeah. Yep. Along with they, the rest of the film. They throw it away, because literally my next note, and um, I, I'm guessing you don't like this bit, Helen, from what you said already. My next note, literally in big capital letters, Holy shit, it's dad credits. 
Because that's <laughs> it, right? She's found the dad. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's, that's the whole point of the film. Yeah, that, literally, that's why that, was the point, that was the point I switched off a week ago, and it took me, like, five days. Like, I tried getting drunk, didn't help. Tried getting, like, other things, didn't help. Like, you know, nothing was helping me get through this. It was just, I was just like, I just need to suck it up and push Because through. she's got no fucking reason to be here now. Like, none was, she doesn't actually care about fucking Himiko or this tomb or Yamato. She didn't care about any of it. She just wanted to find her dad. Yeah. yeah. So the dad cares about all of this, but why should she? Just yeah. like... And I, I know he's alive now. I can go. My bit's done. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and oh no, now they've got the book. Well, boohoo. Tough shit. Should have burned it, shouldn't you, Again, last time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say, and we, we talked earlier on about trying to find positives, and there are there were a couple for me. There were a couple of nice little Easter eggs, which I quite, which I quite liked. Um, mainly back when they were doing the flashbacks, which obviously we know, we, we know the opinion on flashbacks, but there was one in particular where she's little and he mm. disappears off. He, he's saying he's going to, and we see the whole kiss thing for the first time. And she's standing there looking down, looking really despondent. And you've got the fountain behind her. And it's almost perfect because it's almost the cover of um, Angel of Darkness. Yeah. But she's slightly off center and they fuck it up. Yeah, I mean that's that's the annoying thing though, isn't it? There are there are a lot of shots again that are lifted directly from the first in the Sliver trilogy as well, from Tomb Raider. Yeah. There's like the jumping off the boat, there's the plane, yeah. there's, there's all of these little things that all there's the guns. Yeah. Like they know the source material, and and that's what really annoys me. It really feels like everybody knows what they should be doing, yeah, but can't. Yeah, and it and it really feels like yeah, there's some executive somewhere going no 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 that we can't make that because we need to make a trilogy so everybody has oh, to no, understand. No no yeah. no 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 if we're paying for Dominic West then we're going to get our money's worth out of him. Let's write in a few more scenes. Like I want a few more scenes between Lara and her dad. This is this is the point of her being in the island after. But let's, yeah, let's but the be dad's got to be dead. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's alive. He's alive. Just but you know, funny they they probably paid twice as much for Derek Jacobi who's in like one scene. And, and do you know what's really ironic about all of that as well is that actually not so much in the third game. But certainly throughout the first and second games of, of the rebooted trilogy, the dad is felt everywhere. Like yeah. Lara's dad's a huge presence in those games. Mm. Dead as a doornail. Yeah. Yeah. But it weighs on her because he's gone. Yeah. So she can't just ask him what to do. He can't tell her what to do. Yeah. You know, she she is the last in the line. Like it's it's all her. And that feels like there's there's huge sequences where you're you're running around Croft Manor and stuff. Yeah. And it, and it's not like locking the butler in the fridge and shit like that, although you can still do that. Um, <laughs> Mark's done it plenty of times. <laughs> and and there's actually there is there is some swan diving off cliffs when you when you get stuck. Yeah. There there's some phenomenal DLC for I think it's the second one that takes place entirely in the past in Croft Manor. Right? Mm. But still the dad isn't there. You yeah. know, he's yeah. he's gone. And it's yeah. They, he would be a much bigger presence if he existed only in flashbacks and yeah, ghostly apparitions and things like that. And yeah, you can still have him. You can still pay all that money. And you can still give him loads of scenes. He just doesn't need to be alive with Lara, yeah. does he? Yeah. He's dead. He's got to be dead because it. The just if he's dead, you, the story more will more or less hang because you've got like parallels and you've got like a nice thing that mm. he was chasing the myth of Himiko, who's the goddess of death, and she's chasing the myth of her father. Because the other thing that's really important as well that all of the flashbacks keep showing is that her father is mainly absent in the whole of her life. Yes. So the person that she's looking up to yep. and idolizing is a myth. It's not the real. It's not her real father. It's an idolized version. Yeah. So he's got. The father that she's looking for on the island has as much bearing to reality as Himiko, the death god, does to the actual reality that they find in the tomb. And it's a case of, again, you've got that narrative parallel that's been set up, but then you just... Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, my other problem with with, with the, scene, the first scene with the father, actually, when they're in, in the cave, right? 
He's been there for seven years. A, his hair is far too short, and B, he's far too fucking clean. Right, there's that, and then what annoyed me even more off the back of that is he's been there for seven years, and let's say that's how long his hair gets, and he, and he doesn't get that grubby, all right? Fine, he's let himself go, right? In the world of the film, we'll assume that he's let himself go. Even if your daughter just shows up, she knows it's you, right? Yeah. Why do you all of a sudden decide to have a shave? Yeah. What? what that would what, not be what? the first thing on my mind. Oh, my daughter's here, I better have a shave. That wouldn't be the first thing on my mind, personally. No. Generally, like, I, what, the, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, but no, I need to shave so I look like your dad, who was never around anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and but it the, makes... the, the whole thing that like, if if he's been there and he's been on his own for seven years, he's gonna have gone out of his fucking gourd. And and also, yeah, he would. But be, no, he would be but it's also crazy. it's also the thing about her dad is that although it's he has it's not that he hasn't got survival skills, but he is primarily the, sort of the academic and mm. the rest of it. The whole thing is that. If he has successfully survived seven years while Trinity has been incredibly motivated to find him because he's there way off the island and they all want off the island really badly. Like that is really motivated. And you've had the scenes in the camp and, you know, although they've toned it down from the game, like you, you have been more or less successful at establishing them as being ruthless and incredibly mercenary. Yeah, they're a credible threat. Yeah, they're a credible threat up until the point where her dad's alive. And you're just like, how is a fucking academic like you survived against all of these fuckers? They must be so freaking incompetent at their jobs. And all of a sudden... Not only that, he's been fucking with them for seven years. Yeah, and it's like... If if that's if that's what we're meant to believe, then it's a case of well, then the the antagonist, the threat that you've got, isn't coming from these guys. It's not coming from Trinity. So you've just basically you've you're going you've set yourself up to go into the final act of this film with no credible threat. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is a huge problem, and and that's to say that that was my issue with with all of of the last act is like the yeah. threat should have been massive. She she really needed to be put through the ringer to get yeah. us to where she needs yeah. to be. Like she needs to be broken and on her fucking knees before she's yeah, and because she, she never gets there. Yeah, they find the tomb. She finds her father's body. She realizes that Mateus was telling her the truth when he said, "I murdered mm. your father." And it's the two of them in the tomb, and all of a sudden she's left there confronting the fact that a she's been going crazy and seeing her father's ghost. Mm. B she's just found his body, and so there's there's no conversation that can be had and see the guy that murdered her father is now with her and then it's a case of then you've got the stakes about as high as they can go going into that final sequence and on a whole other level you've also got her literally exercising the demons of her father yeah stepping out of the shadow of his ghost like you literally like you've got a story it's about something and it's a a really satisfying (laughs) ending it's a a proper she has earned her ending by this stage and it also propels her forward then into what would be films two and three of the franchise where now she can actually claim the fact that she is lara croft tomb raider yeah and she's also it's also it's not just a case of oh trinity were interested in things that are a little bit dangerous and stuff it's a case of she's actually got a fucking axe to grind now with trinity and the rest Mm. of it because she's it's a case of well no i've got confirmation that they are the most evil people in the world they are responsible for my father's death and it turns out that they've got their claws in my father's company and i've got to do a whole load of shit like it just you know it sets it up so much better like this is and it's a case of i don't understand how people can be paid to do this as their professional job and not see this like jesus fucking christ Especially when it's already been fucking written for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
If this is something you want to tell, yes, you need to adapt it. We're 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 big fans of that, and we're always saying that things need to be adapted. Okay, you can't just literally film the game, but that core narrative and all of the beats that you need are there. You just need to transpose them. But you touched on earlier on. It's it's that that fact of you've got people who are in the filmmaking business as a business, not as not as storytellers, and all they're Mm -hmm. thinking is right. Okay, that slowed down. There wasn't a car chase or a gun, a gunshot in that bit, so now I'm bored. I'm not actually it's, bored because the narrative's holding me, but I feel I should have more. So put more fucking guns in, put more boobs in it, do something to yeah. make it interesting for me, Joe Idiot. And that's yeah. the problem. So then instead of having a coaching story, you have half a coaching story interspersed with bullshit. Yeah, it sort of feels to me, and we, we do a lot of video game adaptations on this show, I know, but it sort of feels to me like games now are way kind of, comic books were 20 years ago where yeah. when they try and get adapted into films now you've got a bunch of suits who don't understand them yes who won't bring those writers in because they're video game writers what the yeah. fuck do they know yeah except that they might go and write a 30-hour game which kicks and it'll in the be and time. it'll be better than any film i see that year like i i i literally uh a month ago finished the guardians of the galaxy game that's just right played over christmas right that is better than every single one of those guardians of the galaxy movies it is a much better story it is much better acted it is fucking phenomenal and there's nothing wrong with those guardians films i love them right game is a hundred percent better but nobody will talk about that because it's a video game yeah and that's and there's that's still that snobbery around it right it's, it's the same as comics as you say pre-x-men so when when was the first yeah. x-men was it 99 90 yeah 98 99 um, pre that comic book movies were they were the red-headed stepchildren they mm-hmm. you didn't talk about them it, no they were shit they, you, know, you had spider-man in a pair of fucking pajamas because they didn't bother doing the costume properly you had captain america with it you know with a bin lid for a shield because it was like oh well, it's, it's only fucking comic book nerds who are going to watch it anyway so we might only sell like three copies so it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter and that took a long time and it was only when um they came along with um the first x-men movement right actually spend a bit of money on it spend a bit of time with it and actually, you get a coherent film. Don't necessarily talk about particular lines and and films two and three, but you know, generally, you look at it, all right, okay, that, that's a tipping point, that's a turning point where actually you get decent product. And we're still waiting for that that film adaptation of a game, which actually does the source material justice. Agreed, but even more so than that, it's it's like yes, that first X Men film was probably what what kicked off the chain reaction that now led us to the MCU. Yeah, yeah. But even then, in those early days of those early Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. films, of the X-Men films, of a Blade and all of those, it was like, yes, but we're going to do our version of that. So we yeah. won't put them in comic accurate costumes. We won't use those storylines. We'll adapt them. And, you know, as regular listeners know, I've, I've written about this ad length. Um, but it's a case of, no, actually, all that work is there for you. You just need to pick it up and, yeah, okay, make the costumes a little easier on the eye for screen. But you don't have to touch that story because it's perfect as it is. Yeah. You're we, just transposing the medium. And that's what yeah. needs to happen here. It, there were times that they did it successfully, like The Crow. The Crow's brilliant. I love The yeah. Crow. Mm. And the um, Tim Burton's version of Batman, because Tim Burton's yeah. got such... He's got such the way that he visualizes things has got that cartoon element to it yeah. that just meant, and also like I don't care what people say I do think Michael Keaton is probably one of the best Batmans because he's got he does both the Bruce Wayne and the yeah. Batman equally whereas most actors tend to fall stronger on one of them whereas he's got both of them yeah yeah really, oh, yeah, really he's, not, he's... yeah. He's top. He's a top tier Batman. But, I think he's probably yeah. about number four. But he's he's a top tier. He's, he's yeah. Up there. He's, yeah. It's a case of you know. I think if he he was a he was younger, and so it's a case of like the reboots had sort of happened sooner because it's yeah. a case of 
that it was still a sort of a push of a project and mainly the main reason we got as good a film as we did was because Tim Burton is Tim Burton and he gets the creative control um but what I think is really interesting is that although video game films are still kind of languishing and they're throwing a lot of money at them like Jesus Christ there was a lot of money in the Assassin's Creed film like fuck me there was a lot and again fucking travesty but what's interesting is that you're getting sort of tv shows now that are based on video games and they're really successful because i know that i made you watch arcane chris yeah it's fucking fantastic it's amazing and i'm really i'm really optimistic for the last of us yeah so am i yeah. um because because i actually think that's a story that didn't work very well in the game so i i think that will adapt better to yeah. tv yeah and I, th- um, I think, I mean, uh, um, The Witcher is another one. Um, I think they oh, yeah, well that. I love and The Witcher. I think, the, I think the, the thing is, that do because they're, even though it, you know, most video games are single narrative, there's enough in them that actually you can stretch it out into a longer form. You don't necessarily have to cram it onto two hours. Yeah. And no, you can, and, and you can and explore you can... that depth and you, you can really yeah. build those characters. And because you spend so long with the characters in the game, like, I mean, let's say this is a you know, 30 to 40 hour game if you, if you complete it. I mean, I... I don't 100% many games, mainly because I can't be asked. Um, but I went through um, the uh, the original Spider-Man, uh, the Marvel Spider-Man game last year during lockdown because I was fucking bored. So I went back to that and I 100%ed it. And then I did Miles Morales. And it's one that you get so much out of it. And there's so, you think, right, okay, there's, there's entire, there are entire story arcs in here yeah. that yeah. could run for fucking ages. But there's again, there's this, that snobbery that says, oh, it's a video game. Exactly. No, nobody's going to put the time into it. Nobody's going to care about it. So if we spend... 100 million dollars 150 million 200 million dollars on a, on a movie or a tv show we're not we're not seeing that investment back and that's what they look at and rather than looking at the models of the mcu and even the dc um uh, movies yeah they they bring in bank they make money yeah, yeah it's because and there's they, nothing wrong with those stories yeah, to begin with the story so no, the stories are there the work is already it. done and i mean we talked about this um i think it was on smpd when we looked at the um the spider-man series from the early 90s mm. and that was the same there where we said look you can adapt it, and the work you know, there's a bit of work to adapt it, but the story is already there. Yeah. And instead, they kind of just, might as well just scanned the fucking comic book and stuck it on screen in still form. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what you get here is that they've, the, the property is already there, the work has already been done. And they went, yeah, but we don't really have the confidence in that because, and whether, no, whether that's because they don't know whoever's putting it together has gone, I don't actually think I can do that justice, in which case I'll just throw something together. Or they've got a different property and they've gone, you know what? If we make this Tomb Raider, some fucker's going to buy it. I, you know, I, I think what it is, is the difference between, say, the MCU and something like this, is video games haven't found their Kevin Feige yet. And, and that yeah. is all it is. Yeah. Because when, yeah. especially when you look at this. Um, it's a near know, miss. It's a near miss. Squeenix were involved. Their name is yeah. all yeah. over this. All right. So it wasn't yeah. like they didn't have involvement. Yeah. As I say, they, they've credited Rihanna Pratchett. Like they, they've ticked all the right boxes they've paid lip service yeah. to all the right people but ultimately you still feel that whoever was was stamping the checks has gone yeah. no 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 I, I don't really understand this but apparently the games have sold loads so we'll make it and then the difference when you get to something like arcane then i remember talking to you about it was like that felt like they they didn't know if they get another shot and everybody yeah. that was involved cared about it so much and like the original studio was involved you know it, it's them that have, that have done it it's them and it just felt like they really, in the same way that Feige does with the Marvel stuff, they just really absolutely believed in their product. And they were like, yeah. you know what? If we only do this once, we're going to do right. it fucking right. Yeah. And that, and, and I respect the hell out of them for that. Yeah. And I think that's what this doesn't do. It's like, ah, we, we get three of these easy because they'll sell. So don't worry about it. We're going we're gonna to keep some stuff under the counter. Yeah. And, and you won't go for a hard R. And, you know, and 
somebody just didn't quite get it. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you, you touched on earlier on. I mean, th- this as a franchise um, is one of the biggest of all time. Yeah, it's no, it's undoubtedly. Yeah. Uh, you you take out your likes of your FIFA and your Madden and your NHL. This is probably one of the biggest selling game franchises ever. And it's not just even the game. Lara Croft but, is is an icon. Yeah. But like I said, Lara, Lara, Lara Croft became synonymous with PlayStation, right? no, because yeah. up up until that point, the the, the, the PS One was kind of floundering, mm. and all of a sudden you had this icon. You had your Mario, you had your Sonic. Mm. It's Lara Croft. Everybody yeah. knew Lara Croft was. And again, this is genuinely my touchstone. Even my mother knows who Lara Croft is. Yeah, every, yeah. literally every. I'm not sure. I genuinely think you could show a picture to a pensioner, and yeah. they would. Oh, they'd at least go, "Oh yeah, Tomb Raider." Even yeah. if they didn't know who's Lara Croft, they are oh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, and, and so that, and that's the thing. So you think, well, okay, well, the, this this was never not going to sell. No, this was never not going to. No, the, you you were never going going into this thinking, right? Is anybody actually going to want to see this? Especially on the back of the. I mean, there was a. The the original games and the original style of game, um, like I quite liked the last ones. Today. I liked Legend, I liked Underworld. Um, but they it was like, right, okay, we're gonna reboot the franchise because they were kind of going stale, they were kind of getting samey. Um, I really enjoyed the the remake they did of um, the original one as well. It was the anniversary where they sort mm. of they updated the graphics out. That I thought that was really good. But the, the franchise had kind of run or the, the series had kind of run its course at that point. There wasn't a lot different about the last couple of games, other than they tried to weave this narrative in where you had stuff about the mother and um, Natya and stuff like that. So I you know, rebooting the game was great, but regardless of that, whether they rebooted the game or not, you could have said, right, this is how Lara Croft became Lara Croft. This is the film we're going to make, and we're going to give you a trilogy of films that says, this is Lara Croft where we start, this is where you know her, this is where her story ends. Mm. Yeah. People are queuing up around the fucking block to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. what I don't get about this film. It's... I paid full price to, get, to buy a cinema ticket in fucking London to see it. I paid thousands of pounds to sit on a plane and see it. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I, I don't 11. think that was your sole reason for being on the plane. Though, I think right? I paid eleven ninety nine to watch it, no, but I have watched no, it twice. No, it so wasn't. Paid for itself. Um, anyway, that that was kind of a diversion, but on topic, I think. Yeah. Um, Which makes it, a real fucking change. Let's be honest. It, it does. Um, <laughs> so, so to bring it back, right, right, we have, we have all the shit with Dad. We've spoken the length about that. We know we, we know we dislike that. Dad yeah. sets off to put things right. Yeah. Because now, now there's a middle-aged white man involved. So how dare this little girl go and sort this problem out that she's But made? no, middle-aged white man save around. everything. Yeah. So so dad's around, so he's got to sort it out because Lara can't possibly. Yeah. yeah. Right, look, like, if... he just he hasn't the only reason why he hasn't done it for the last seven years is because he's actually been quite enjoying his vacation. Thank you very much. Yeah, but so, but now that fair, Lara's yeah. here and she's fucked everything up, it's all yeah. her fault. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Woman fucking yeah. wins everything. So yeah. to be, to to be fair, I, I have kids. I empathise. I, I could do with seven years in the jungle as well. But what we've also established by this is that obviously the the defining Croft trait is that when faced with a big fucking problem that looks like it's going to potentially need to be resolved, you know, quite quickish, you're going to sit on your ass for seven years and twiddle your thumbs and ignore it with your fingers in your ears, singing little songs to yourself, like you know, like father like daughter. Yeah. Also, just before we move off the the dad reunion scene. Even with everything we've said about the script already, if you're going to put an ounce of work into this at all, could we not have come up with something better than Sprout? I know. Oh, really? God. That's, that's so fucking generic. And, like, it, it, it's, there's no... Uh, it's just horrible. Like, give us something individual. Mm. I know loads of people that call their kids Sprout. Like, and, I call and, my kids a lot of things. Sprout isn't one of them. Yeah, it's just not... <laughs> just not fuck it. it just doesn't do it does it it, it yeah. just does not do it it's too and, like and the whole fucking kiss in the fingers thing is that what what does the that whole add? games salute yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> fuck's sake that's not doing anything 
it's again no. it's no, it's not adding anything to either of their characters it's not I, doing I would argue certain... it actually makes them more emotionally distant because why can't he just kiss her on the forehead exactly <laughs> you know what, what's wrong with that because he's a shit father well yeah exactly um yeah so but we anyway. tend to overcompensate so anyway I mean, they right. tend to overcompensate <laughs> he goes he goes to sort this shit out yeah. she wakes up goes after him right yeah now she also, massacres. Also, you really fucking awful cut as well, don't you? Yeah. Where, mm. where it's a she. She wakes up. She realizes he's gone, and all of a sudden, you just cut to these rocks as they explode. Yeah, right. She massacres away throughout the entire camp. Yeah, the rocks explode. Yeah. Like, they, he's got to open the thing now and sort everything out. He's she massacres away through the camp again. Like good kills, like it, like it being yeah. an apex predator and stuff like that. That's all I wanted out of this film. I don't appreciate the context that we've got it in. It doesn't work, but, you know, a bit like the DCU films, I'll take it all day long. This is what I bought the ticket for. Well, this is what I plugged the headphones in for on the plane. But anyway, we get all of this. She massacres God knows how many people, hmm. then gets to Matthias, where her dad's life is literally on the line, and now she struggles, where she's got a gunpoint, and he's like, you won't kill me. Um, no, she's literally just killed about 50 people to get you, and she literally, seconds ago, shot a dude in the back. Well, this sense is, does I it mean, make that she won't just pull the trigger? Not only, just not only that, right? She literally, she swans through the camp with a, with a, with a bow. Again, goes full Katniss with her. She's just topping everybody. Yeah. And then she has a clean shot on Matthias. That's what I'm saying. Why Why falter now? But not not even not even when they're at the, at the door to the temple. When he comes in reading the fucking book, yeah. he's not even looking. No, it makes no finish sense. finish it right now. I mean, and she literally shoots a dude in the back. Yeah. <laughs> the opportunity is there. And she just, just oh, I'll, I'll hide behind this thing. In, I'll hide behind this fucking cupboard instead. Why? The thing, is Shoot as well, the, the thing is, as well, is that the reason why she doesn't go for the book is she's going for the phone because she wants to radio for rescue. OK, so let's 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 go with the alternative version of the film where the father's dead she doesn't know that he's dead at this point she thinks that he's actually still alive and he's just fucked off because she's woken up stitched together in the the cave yeah. and she's found all of his research and his notes about trinity and she's just like oh we must have gone and done that and that's why i'm going to go and do this and because i know my father's alive i'm going to go on this murderous rampage because they're the only thing that's stopping me getting to my father and so she doesn't she's not really giving a shit about the research book at this point because she knows all of that crap what she's wanting is she's wanting in the phone so that she can get the exit off of the island so she picks yep. the phone up and she dials the one person that she knows has got connections that can get her off the island which is the lawyer anna the power yeah, of yeah. attorney yeah. head yeah, of trinity yeah, yeah. and so you'd have that whole thing where she makes the phone call <clears throat> and the woman picks up and there's a little bit of an awkward thing because initially she doesn't think it's Lara that's calling because you've got the, co the phone yeah. call so you're setting up that ending there but then obviously movement outside the guards and the rest of it the call gets disconnected and she's she, it's a case of right okay we've got to go for the action thing and then it's a case of the father doesn't even need to be at the front because it's a case of they've still got this phone call and the phone can be ringing and that whole shit storm outside the tent and also they've they've established that she can solve puzzles and stuff and yet she just jimmies up the door and just starts swinging things around yeah, she's yeah. not referring to anything there's no, no does there's it. no there is absolutely nothing she's like fucking do. rain man she yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how is she making these decisions like with the yeah. with the puzzle that she has to solve or she's hanging off of a door and like shoving crystals into it which in fairness like oh it's a color puzzle and that whole mm, yeah yeah mm, I, mean, I, I don't those... think she'd be passing her gcses if that was her solution to it no, we, but... i mean those those traps are, are appalling but but just to circle back slightly to what you said about the phone call like 
you're dead right. You say you save that for the end. You save the reveal mm. with Anna till the end, as they do in the game. Like you find out that yeah. Anna is the head of Trinity and stuff, and that all works. If she radios Anna to get her off the island, naturally she finds out that's, that all works, right? Yeah. But the whole mess about it going for the phone is something that they've created themselves and written the script because actually, again, if you just follow the story, it's already there for you. The whole reason you can't get off the island is because Himiko prohibits it. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she controls the weather and shipwrecks anybody that tries to leave. And that adds that whole spooky, mysterious element to it again. Like you don't have to prove that it is or isn't Himiko, but it could be like, yeah. well, we can't leave because the weather is ridiculous and has been for seven years. We're just in a tropical storm system. Yeah. We don't yeah. get a break. We can't leave. Rather than writing in all this rubbish about, oh, well, we can't leave until we find Himiko because the boss said, Sorry, no job in the fucking world is worth that, is it? If you're that mad and all that's keeping you there is because of work, you just go, nah, fuck this. I've had enough. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Like if, they pay, if, if they're paying you enough, it's not exactly a fucking McDonald's that you're going to spend all your money, is there? Everybody's got a price, all right? And there comes a point where unless they, it, unless it's super bucks, like if you've been there for seven years and you're as crazy as Matthias is, you just go like, do you know what? It fuck, I've made enough. It ain't fucking worth it. I'm well, the time you're that crazy, you don't fucking know anymore, do yeah. you? So I, it just, but it's just yeah. needless question. Like we don't oh, have yeah, to be asking these questions because if it was just supernatural bullshit, if they just went, oh yeah, the weather's terrible and, and all the locals blame Himiko, then yeah. we just go, yeah, all right, yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll take that. <laughs> like, and so then, and then the no other sense. thing as well is, so they they free all of the captives like slave labor. Yeah. And okay, so boat captain's like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to prove myself to be a solid a solid guy in this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and stay stay behind, and. Everybody else, everybody else who has been tortured and brutalized and had their friends and loved ones murdered in front of them by Trinity. And they have finally escaped. They are finally free because this posh little white girl has turned up and she's managed to successfully piss off Trinity so Hang much. On. That Isn't that Game of her. Thrones? I was literally, well, <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Well, but... The great white saviour again, in it? Yeah. And so then it's a case of, okay, so I can understand the boat captain, like character moment. He's not been developed enough for it, but I could, I can see why he might stay. The rest of them, no way. I mean, maybe one or two, but that scene where he turns around and they're all standing up and doing the I am Spartacus shit. Like, no, there needs to be one that's just like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm sorry, peace out, I'm out. I've been here for seven years. You can get the fuck. I'm going. Yeah. Again, all of that works better if instead of being some random boat captain that she got drunk with one night and didn't even fuck. It's one of her crew. Well, it's just Jonah. The, again, the character's yeah. there. Her best mate. Just yeah. Jonah. It's there. Like, he, he's he's her fucking solid go-to guy. Always by her side. Never leaves her. And would be exactly the same thing. Of like, no, I'm not going because Lara's still here. Yeah. Because like, the thing is, is if I was so if I was in that situation, I am not Lara Croft, but, but I am the kind of cocky bitch that fancies my chances in a bad situation. So <laughs> the, the I'm odds the are, they shot first. Just saying. Well, the odds are high that like if you put me in a Far Cry three game, I'm gonna I'm gonna excel. Like I'm gonna be really good at all of that sneaking around bullshit and murdering and stuff. But like that's worrying. If somebody else, if I was there on an island and there was somebody else, I could probably count on one hand and have fingers left over the amount of people that, given the choice between freedom and safety and staying behind just by myself with my one gun and no further bullets or ammo, and to wait for this little white girl that's turned up and is spouting a whole load of mumbo-jumbo supernatural bullshit that these insane people that have been murdering everyone are always talking about, I would be just like, you know what, not my scene, bye-bye. 
Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. I, no. Oh, I met her because she guilt tripped me uh, with using the death of my fa- father to take her to this island, which I told her was a bad idea. And you know what? Surprise, it was a bad idea. And now <laughs> I've been horrendously injured. I've been beaten about the head with a gun. I've been shot at. I've learned that they've murdered my father. And my father is very definitely dead. Like, cheers for that. Like, I was successfully, like, numbing the pain with alcohol. But do you know what? Given the chance to escape all of this, I'm going to stay behind. Like, fuck off. It's fuck because off. he's a dumb plank of wood that just wants to get his dick wet. That's all it takes. <laughs> Aren't we all? Got one. Aren't we all? <laughs> But the, the, no. the, the, the thing that gets me with this one, we'll, we'll come, we'll, so I'll jump ahead of it and come back to it, is you get this whole thing where the helicopters come in and they're in these fucking Apache attack helicopters, right? They're not there, they're not in Chinooks to get people out. There's no room in the back of these motherfucking helicopters. They're all laying on top of each other. <laughs> so that you get this. But then she's there with a fucking bow and arrow and they're like, oh yeah, we can't take off. No, you just go fucking straight up. Yeah, yeah. Leave the bastards there. And also, they do kind of conveniently skip over the fact that this is Trinity that has landed on the island yeah. and they picked up the whole load of slave labor that has murdered all of their, their comrades <laughs> at the company and in the helicopter, they're going back. And okay, so they've got a gun pulled on the pilot, but that's the helicopter's got to land somewhere. And you would assume if it's a Trinity helicopter, it's going to be landing at a Trinity helicopter base. Yeah. How the fuck were they not all rounded up and taken <laughs> straight back to the island? Like, or how does it cut? How does it cut from the helicopter to her signing papers in London? How? Well, that's because it was two weeks later, and we don't need to know what happened in those two weeks. It just happens to be another time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and this is this is bullshit. Having skipped over the entire bit in the tomb, which we probably need to well, look, as yeah, well. yeah, like look, okay. So as far as the tomb goes, okay, here's Act Four. Right, she opens the fucking tomb. Um, I mean, let's right. be fair. The, the way she opened that, she might as well have a fucking can opener. Uh, yeah, but that, she yeah. she does all the swirly swirly thing. As soon as they get through it, it collapses into rubble. Why did nobody just fucking shoot it? Well, uh, they tried it, but it wouldn't. They, apparently, it okay. needed the Great White Savior to come and open it, right? <laughs> But all right, so so we've touched on the puzzles as well. The puzzles yeah. are rubbish. But the, uh-huh. the the one thing that I didn't even have to check my notes because I've been waiting to get to the tomb to ask you guys this because either I've misheard this, in which case I've done it twice, mm. right? Or Matthias says smoking mirrors. Yes, <laughs> because yes. because he's yeah. clearly misread the script. <laughs> or he, or he's look or. Potentially, whoever's written the script has never actually seen that written down and doesn't know what the fucking expression actually is. No, because he yeah. very clearly says smoking, smoking mirrors. mirrors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like when someone says for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, no, smoking mirrors. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, they get through all the puzzles. Yeah, there's that fucking Crayola crayon puzzle where she's got to put all the fucking things in to blend the colours. Which mm. <sighs> look, here's a problem. You know your adventure film is not working. Okay. When you have a puzzle like that, and I am literally, and I'd forgotten what all these puzzles were by the time mm. I got to it second time around, because it was like three years since I've seen that thing. And I'm literally shouting at the screen, like, it's green, you fucking idiot. It's green. It's you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. green. <laughs> like, just fix the colors. Like, what's, what's wrong with you? Um, yeah. And then so- also, there's this whole physics thing whereby they toss the, she's, I think she's got the, the yellow one, and they toss her the blue one or the other way around. And She's up here holding on for grim death because the floor has gone underneath her, but she can reach down 46 feet and grab hold of this other one before it hits the deck. However, second laugh out loud moment of the film for me after that cut at the start is the door opening and the henchman that's run through turning around and going, 
What happened to the floor? Fucking <laughs> 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 <Like> brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, and it feels like an ad lib to me as well. It yeah. feels like yeah. that actor was just standing yeah. there when he was just bored. Yeah, yeah, fucking brilliant. He hadn't read that the, guy in Oscar. Hadn't read the script. He's an extra. He hasn't been given a copy. He's like on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking great. Yeah. Um. So right. So they so they reach Himiko with even through the puzzles with relative ease. I would yeah. Like I said, yeah. I'm fine with the tomb being the third act, but if we hadn't wasted so much time on the rest of the stuff, or in this case, the fourth act. But if we hadn't yeah. wasted so much time getting here, you could make this a bit more elaborate, right? But again, but, again, and it I mean, needed, um, needed more threat as well. Because yeah, I was, I was absolutely. The, the thing that I was going to say is that, like we talked earlier, oh, I, I talked earlier on about when she gets her first kill, and they needed an extra 30 or so seconds just to really ramp up the tension. Mm. Literally, they might as well have just farted and blown over all these puzzles. Yeah, it was that brief. Yeah. There's no, th- even the one where they're doing the colours, there's no sense of threat. Because it's so quick, you're just like, oh, all right, it's done now. Yeah. And the other thing as well is that when she's triggering the traps and then she works out that the, you trigger the trap and where the trap then activates, and it's a case yeah. of it's not a measure to stop people getting in, it's a measure to stop people getting out. Yeah. I mean, they didn't try very hard to keep them out, did they? Like, no. I mean, the traps themselves are a little bit shit. Like, oh, look, there's seven spikes that have just popped up, but only but, one but person it, got infected. But again, like the, that, that, that one was shit. And in pretty much every Tomb Raider game where they've had that type of trap. It's no, you have to stand on it in such a way that actually there's nine of the fucking things coming straight through you. Mm. Mm. Um, the one I did like was the, um, which you get a little bit later on where she's running away, is the the swinging um, spin. The, the yeah. Spinning spike yeah, yeah. And they, used, they used that, I think that was in Legend. Uh, it was either in Legend or it was in uh, Underworld. But they used that one to quite a good effect. And they used it quite a lot. You're having these, uh, having these spinning um, poles. Yeah. On, on trajectories, so you have to jump over them and slide under them, and you have to time it. Which, when you, well, I mean, I'm not great at this that type of game because I don't have that level of timing. I've got you know, my, my my sort of level of timing is on a, on a par with Animal playing the drums. You know, it's uh, it's just not. It's it's one of those uh, right. Okay, I know what I have to do. I just can't fucking do it because my thumbs don't work. So I was I was fine with that, and the, the, that that death trap was okay. The rest of them I just didn't care about because you, you even 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 if you try not to think, but you know that. Her, Matthias, and her dad are all getting to the end. If any of the others get there, fine. But no, th- those three are going to get there. You know that one might no, one might get a splinter or something, but generally they're going to be fine. So okay, right, great. But you can really take the time to build up the threat of these death traps. To point, you know, especially with the dad, because you think, okay, he's still alive, but he could come this far and still fail. Yeah, they could kill him off. They they could get one of the, you know one of these random spikes that catches him accidentally. No. Let's be fair. We all knew from the second that tomb door opened and he walked in. That he wasn't walking back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, Absolutely. like, there is no way in hell he makes it out of this tomb. Yeah, she right. was always going to be sole survivor. We know that, yeah, that was yeah. obvious. No way in hell anyone else is making it out, right? Um, but, but yeah, you're right. There, there's no, there's no real threat. There's no escalation to the puzzles. Is the problem either? Is yeah. there? All, they seem like they're just thrown together. There's no escalation to get to him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they, then, they kind of felt like the ones in. I think it was the first or second game where you no, know, when you push the the big concrete block. Yeah. And you've got the darts and the stuff, so you just put yourself behind it and move it sideways. They kind of just felt a little bit like that. It's like if you don't know what they are, they're going to hit you and be really annoying, and you can't run through because you haven't enough health points. But actually, if you look around for five seconds, you're okay. They kind of all felt like that. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it, it's just rubbish, you know. It's just as, as we said earlier, it's, it's just a straight rip off of Last Crusade. Like we've seen all of this before, and we've seen yeah. it better, which is annoying because some of yeah. the again, <laughs> some of the tombs in that game are are amazing, and some of the puzzles are really and, tricky. And, and you to can be fair, from, transpose them for the whole series. There are some really good death traps. There are some really good yeah. tombs. I mean, aesthetically, there's some really, you know, some really nice setups as well. I mean, there's one I think it's in the first game, which when they remastered it, they did it really well. But you know, you're inside a cliff and there's a monastery and all the stairs are broken and you've got mm. this entire set. They can do so much with that. And if you look at any, you know, you go into the sort of, in sort of South Americans, so the Aztecs, the Mayans, anything like that. You go into it's the Asian um, sort of the tombs and that that sort of law. You've got all these things you can draw from, and they kind of just went, yeah, yeah, but Last Crusade, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's, there's all of the, the puzzling. Which look, it's fine. It's just not as good as it could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they get to Himiko, and then we have this whole thing of like, okay, it's an infection, right? She's not actually the goddess of death or anything, and there's no supernatural. Just the Chinese virus, it's just it's or Japanese r- in this case. Yeah, I'm yeah. so okay. fucking unrealistic, so, so, so far fetched. So yeah, unrealistic. We get, we get it all the way there, and it's just a bitch with COVID. Like, fine, <laughs> I'll take. Yeah, it. but at this point, she's been no. there. For, she's been there for a century, so it's like super COVID. Yeah, yeah. like fine. Yeah, and it's, but, it's no touching as well. Remember, social distance, and you're fine. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. Like, That's you know, it, this film has an important message, people. Yeah. Uh, Wear gloves, so, because when the two yeah. of them touch the body, the one that's not wearing gloves, he gets it instantly. But the other guy's fine because he's got his gloves on. Oh, right. Now, now, here's the thing, though, isn't it? That guy gets it instantly, right? Yeah. And the other guy, it's more slow acting. By the time we get to dad, he's got time to fucking sing a song if he wants and have a beer. Yeah, like, but, you know, we, we then realise that actually he wasn't an adventurer. He was a heroin addict. Because as soon as as soon as he's like, oh shit, I touched it, tourniquet, well, fuck it, yeah, we'll have a bit yeah, of that. Yeah, he knew exactly so, what to do. Yeah, yeah. Pulling vials out of everywhere. Okay, they happen to be dynamite because no, obviously he was carrying a shitload of dynamite anyway. Yeah, and yeah, no, because obviously if you if you're holding somebody hostage and taking them into a tomb where they're probably going to die, that the first thing you do is give them all the fucking explosives. Yeah, yeah, always a good idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all right, Dad gets it as well. Fine, she has to escape. We have the, the moment between them, which I'm sure annoyed everybody else as much as me because he shouldn't be in the first fucking place. So this this means nothing yeah. at this yeah. point. Um, and then there's this chase to get out of the tomb, which they is good, but they just don't make enough of it. No. Like, and if you look they at could the, make uh, way the, more of this. The amount of time and effort they spent on the fox hunt and on the dock in Hong Kong. Yeah, this is the point for it to pay off. Yeah, yeah. this is where you just have a actually, couple of fucking things. Yeah. At, at that point, you think, and... right, okay, you can you can put the death traps in, and she's avoided those. I'll last crusade. I'll ignore all the games. That's all fine. You can no, we can have established that actually when she's being chased, she is going to try and flip over things, try and no, do a mm. bit of fucking parkour, parkour. That's fine. You can you can build that up to the point where actually this chase is at this point she's going to fucking die, or she's going to she's going to die. She's going to save the world. Or everybody's gonna die. But here's the problem. Here. Yeah. And and here's the whole problem with the fox hunt at the start as well. Let's say the fox hunt had not been on a bike, it was yeah. across the rooftops of London and the alleys yeah. of London and stuff yeah. like that. And then yeah. you have it pulling those same moves here. Yes. Then I would quite happily eat all of my words and just go, Yeah, yeah we absolutely did need that. Okay. Yeah, because because now because now the stakes are higher, but it pays off. It means something. Yeah. There was because she's done for... it all before, because she's yeah. been chased again, yeah. right? And she's able to use all of those skills. But she doesn't ride a fucking BMX through this at any point, does she? No. She doesn't even ride yeah. a fucking trike. And like, right? even like so, even when you're at the, you're at the one of the um, the dock in Hong Kong, the harbour in Hong Kong, where she's you know, swinging off the chains and swinging off the mm. poles and shit. You doesn't think, well, do okay, any of that. That can all be used. Mm-hmm. But instead, we'll have like five seconds of her chasing him, and then get to one of the death traps where okay, there's a ladder. No, there's a sort of ladder bridge. They can use that to get out, or they can talk a bit. 
Yep. Uh, more on the ladder bridge in a minute because I have some huge problems with that. But another thing they don't make enough of at all is the climbing axe. I'm fine yeah. for you leaving yeah. it until the end if you want. Yeah. But for this version of Lara, that is iconic. Yes. That is that is her weapon. That, that's the dual pistols. Yeah. Yes. That that is like yeah. It is more iconic than dual pistols. But for this version of Lara, Pretty absolutely. Good, yeah. Like her main weapon throughout all of these games, her main tool is that fucking climbing axe. Yes. Much more needed to be made of it. I'm fine with you keeping it back till the end because yeah, yeah it's a, like this is her becoming our version of Lara Croft. She's got yeah. the axe now. But, but they, they, they they needed to seed it early on because the guy who had it, much just, earlier, Joe Blow yeah. fucking mercenary doesn't yeah. know. Nobody knows who he is. So make more of it. Make no. Even no, that that's the that's the way he kills the fucking peasant slaves. I mean, the the yeah, the obvious thing was yeah. to have had her find it on the plane, to be honest, and use it to hang off the bottom of the plane, and then that's her tool that goes with her all the way through. Um, but you know, whatever, right? They didn't but make enough that, of it. Yeah, they didn't make enough, and and that's that's too early to have. If you want to see it at the end, you need to know you need to you need to see yeah. it and, and have her yeah. get it later. But yeah, yeah, either either way, it's completely misused. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the the fucking rope ladder, or, or the actual ladder, in fact, ladder, that she runs yeah. across the, the the cap. Right. Why the fuck didn't she just kick the ladder down? Correct. Why, why did she go back? Well, <laughs> she jumps halfway and then goes back to fight him. Like, no, run across the rest and, and just kick it. the ladder down. But stu- stupidly, what she should have actually done is because she was the first one to do all these puzzles. She was the first one across. When she gets to the other end, shuck it off. Yeah. They're all stuck I, at the other end. They just, can't get to to him again. Job done. It, that that was such, like huge. Like nobody would do that. Nobody would get halfway across that ladder, turn around, and go, "Oh, I I, I need to have a fight with him now." Well, no. it's it's the Martin McFly, isn't it? Yeah, you just wouldn't do it though, would you? You'd carry on across, <laughs> like you would, like you said earlier, and you'd be like, "No, He's not my bitches. circus, not my yeah. monkeys. Fuck you. You yeah. <laughs> you do what you like with him and go, but I'm gone." Yeah. Like, fuck that. Fuck, fuck that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, she does have a fight with him and whatever. Best. I like the throat punch. I do like the throat punch. Yeah, I like the throat punch a lot. That's really nice. But again, you can you can have the throat punch. That's a very Lara thing, or this you know for her to do. But we don't need to have seeded it at all earlier on. That's just something that she does because she's a fucking badass. Yeah, it's fine. Right? They they don't even again they don't even really call back. We'll give it weight anyway to the move that that took her out in the beginning. I was going to say they 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 use it three times. You get that that chokehold. So the first time she taps. The second time it's the guy she drowns, and the third time she actually flips him flips Matthias over and gets to kick him. Yeah. So they've tried to go, right, okay, well, first off, she can't do it. Then she can sort of do it, but she gets bested. And the third time, she fucking nails it. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm all right with that. Except, again, it's it doesn't fucking, there's, there's no reason for it. It doesn't go anywhere. No, no, but, it doesn't. It, 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 there's no reason for it to be there. It's not seeded properly all the way through. No. Um, it, yeah, but you're right. The throw punch is great. I would have preferred a kick in the balls, if I'm perfectly honest. What do, I, 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 I wonder if she, she does not punch him, doesn't she? She does not punch yeah, him. Yeah, that's the first thing she does. Punch, yeah. But, you know, there's no reason why you can't have all of that. No, no. Uh, but yeah, that, that's really good. And then, you know, after she's bested him, I, I think her actual escape is is great. Really yeah. well done. Yeah. Where she just darts out and then grabs the rope, uses the climbing axe. Really well done. It's yeah. really fluid. Could have come straight out of the game. Looks, looks absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we... <laughs> What is the point? We get back to London and she signs the books and stuff. And it, like, what what have we gained out of this journey? Because, right, we get credits at the end, yeah. right? We get the title at the end, Tomb Raider, which suggests they want to give it weight. And it also suggests that the story has been about Lara's journey yeah. from Lady Croft to Tomb Raider, right? Which frames the story. 
but we get there we get a sign in everything off the company we get trinity we get that she's been through hell and back for us to get the credits at the end that just say tomb raider how the fuck do you not have lara croft tomb raider because that's what the first it's Jolly a film was called. Issue. It's a copyright issue. But still, like you need something a lot, or, or if not Tomb Raider, then you just call it Lara Croft. Because the problem, the problem is, yeah. the problem is, is that the story as they've chose to tell it, with the narrative choices that they've made, is not Lara's story. It's her father's fucking story. Yep. And the whole thing is that even at the end, by wouldn't have happened if they'd done things my way. Um, but at the end, so she's just gone through all of this. She's finally like stepped up to take her place as a croft. Yeah. Um, signing all the paperwork. And what paperwork is she signing? She's signing away her power of attorney and all of her legal rights and ability to do, to step into her father's role to somebody else because she doesn't want to. And it's like that completely undermines the Everything. whole journey yep. that yep. she has literally just been on. Whereas yep. if you if you see Trinity, like from the beginning, she finds the notes, how she gets to the island is she sneaks onto the boat and it's got all of the Trinity stuff. So you really start building the Trinity stuff up there. Have the phone call that she made and then have it so that they're doing the meeting and stuff. And she's still a little bit shaken because she's been through a traumatic experience. Not because, you know, maybe there was a problem with like customs in the airport and what have you. And it's how she has to get out of Hong Kong is she needs to get... Anna turns up and she's just like, I need you to sign these papers because otherwise I've got no ability to act on your behalf to get you released from these holding cells and get you back to the UK. La, 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 la. And they're doing all of that. She signs the paperwork so that she can get the fuck out of Hong Kong. She can get back home. She can get back to her house. And as they do it, Anna makes a little remark, which is where all of a sudden Lara realises that Anna was the person on the other end of the phone that was talking yeah. to Mateus. And she's just like, fuck. Yeah. And, you know, it's a case if you can understand her making that decision because she's just wanting to go home at that point. Yeah. Like that would be the thing that she's fixated on. She's phoned Anna. So she would expect Anna to be there because she's managed to have that conversation and it makes sense for her to be there. And the whole, oh, legal shit. But because we, I can pull strings, but I can't pull, pull strings and act on your behalf unless you sign the legal paperwork to allow me to act on your behalf. That then all makes sense. And that yeah. then sets up a really compelling narrative for you to jump into the second film yeah it's almost like that was all written somewhere and they could have just picked it up it's almost didn't. like it's almost like that's written i think i am convinced that was written in one of the drafts of the script and the studio changed it it must be because that's more or less exactly how it goes down yeah. in the games it's like yeah you, you get you get the end and you get they do the classic if you see in all the, the machinations of, of Trinity and you see Anna kind of putting all the pieces in place whilst Lara's piecing together who Trinity is and what they do. And then she makes it a mission now that she's off the island to take down Trinity. Hmm. But yeah. we don't even end with that. We just end with her looking at the ledger and being like, oh, they're connected. We don't get her like stamping a flag in the sand and just say, yeah. like, right, I am going to fucking take down Trinity, which and is what also, we need. Yeah. And also you haven't really established that trinity is necessarily the bad guys no because the only encounter that you've had with trinity is a bunch of people that have been marooned on an island yeah. have been going slowly insane for seven years but so not, there is no way that trinity. i would take them as yeah there it's, it's 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 the 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 name and the logo you get it's all a sub company it's like pradis or whatever it is yeah, so, yeah. Tr so trinity is mentioned in dispatches but actually we don't know anything about them anyway so yeah. all of a sudden there being this giant box with trinity written on the side we think hang on why are we not for going all, after Pradis? Yeah, for all you know, Trinity are not the bad guys. Trinity the are actually, allies. 
Yeah, Trin Trinity are allies, and this is this is like a small subcell that has split off and is out to try and like throw the company and stuff. Like there is nothing, there is nothing hard and concrete evidence established in the film that marks Trinity as being anything other than it's an entity that exists. Yeah, exactly. it's not like it's fucking Apple. No, no. Uh, yeah, they, they just again all of that source material is there for them, and they just duly flush it down the bog. Yeah. Um, and it, it just it made it worse for me that they then have the gall to just stamp the title at the end as if we've been on this grand journey. Yeah. And now we have this hero that we need to follow for the next two films. Because actually, I'm sat here going, I really don't give a fuck, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. And, I, and I, I haven't given a fuck since about the 30 minute mark because you've just treaded water. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, then we get the, the mid credit scene with the guns. I've already alluded to the fact that they, they should clearly be a, a dad's guns. But again, why not have all of that stuff with Trinity, right? Why not have it poking around in a dad's vault, right? Find all this shit about Trinity. And then, oh, there's a button on the desk. What's that for? Press the button underneath the desk. Guns. All comes out, guns. Then you've got Trinity and the guns in one place. She can pick yeah. them up, do a pose. You know where you're going for film to. Yeah. She's going to take Trinity down. Yeah. Makes much yeah. more sense. Saves you the wage bill of Nick Frost, right? So what? I don't get it. It's so some of this stuff is so fucking easy, yeah. and you know it's the easiest thing in the world to pick holes in someone else's work. It's easy for us to sit here as observers and say all that, but I think the real annoying thing with this is that it's clear that there is talent involved. Okay. I'm not, yeah. not just in the cast. I, I genuinely think like the, the director doesn't really seem to have done much else of note. Um, I checked out my IMD, but but I, I generally think he knows what he's doing. He's just he's got not an incredibly able... good stunt team working yeah, with yeah. fight coordination and like the yeah. way that the action sequences are filmed. Like that is all like incredibly and, and, competent, really good, solid work. And like I yeah. said, he gets some good performances out of his cast as well. So I think he knows what he's doing. It's just if if your script doesn't work, and I think this is just the can't and polish we, we talked about earlier on. The the script is like it's like a fucking ass hair from being there. Yeah. It, it really is, is so 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 close. What it needs so, is focus. Yeah, that's all it needs. And I, I think that's the problem. And I mean, I I came into this. I mean, when uh, when when Han suggested, I'd only seen this film once, and I remember thinking, yeah, okay, there there's some problems with it, but I don't hate it. And then rewatching it yesterday, I was sat downstairs. It was one of the few ones I actually got to watch on the on the big TV with the fucking lights off, doing giving, no doing it justice. And I sat there going, I don't remember this bit. I don't remember the bit in London being so long. Mm. I don't. I don't remember the the first bit with um, uh, Christopher Scott Thomas in the in the jail in the police station. I don't remember that. Don't remember. I remember the chase scene in the harbour. I didn't remember then all the fucking about on the boat. I remember them getting shipwrecked because obviously the the iconic you know, jumping off the front and all the rest of it. And there's so many bits. Going, hang on, is this the, is this the right oh, is this the right bit? Have I have I picked some, have I picked a fucking director's cut or something up? Because this is doesn't it didn't feel like what I watched before, and it must be because I've only fucking bought it once. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of those. I was just like, I don't get where it went so wrong because the material is there. So there's clearly talent involved, mm. and it's just like a fucking. It's like an ass hair. It's so. It, fucking... it went wrong because they decided to keep the father alive. Like change that decision, yeah. Yeah. and then the it's... the follow through that you would have from that, like mm. the ripples that decision yeah. would make, would solve pretty much ninety nine percent of yeah. your plot hole problems. Yeah. And then all you're left with is then the pacing issue of how to get to the island. As I yeah. said. Bring Trinity right in at the beginning to establish them as the threat. Mm. Job done. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is immediately there. It's yeah. in 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 sport, you sort of, you you define it as you know, a game of fine margins. If this had just gone slightly that way, if that had just gone slightly that way, half a second here, half a second there, go to, no, 
take this but make this particular decision it would have been it, this we would be having a very different conversation if yes. this if this film even got to this show at all we'd be having a very different conversation yeah it would be, and, it would be this is the film that proves that you can make a decent film out of a video game yeah like, yeah it's so it's so nearly there it, it, it is. is, and I think even with with my issues with with the character and my attachment to the character, which which I bring clear bias to this because of it, mm. I I would still take a good film with the wrong character because you know we've had this discussion on all the shows. I I'm able to detach myself like that and just go well, okay, this isn't my Lara Croft, but it's a I mean, version of Lara Croft in a story. Yeah. I'll go with the story, and that's fine. And she's I'll still she's that. still. She is still a Lara Croft. She's not yes. a Lara Croft of, of that no. one, but it, it's an interpretation that's close enough that okay, this is the, this is this is like a reimagined version, but she, yeah. there's still the core elements that are there. It's not like it's Tom Cruise has decided that he wants to play Jack Reacher. Hmm. And I don't know if you've ever read the Jack Reacher novels, but um one of the key things with the character of Jack Reacher is his physical appearance. Yes. Like the plot of the entire first novel is centered around the fact that he's got a very distinctive appearance. Do you know what that is, Chris? He's six foot five and built, built like a brick shit. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't I, read any of them. Should have been me. Seen, I have should've seen the first. It's a competent. And I really It's a competent. It's a competent film. It's a competent yeah. action film. He yeah. is not Jack Reacher. That that's my issue with it. I've I've read the majority of the books. I don't think I've read all the Jack Reacher books because there's a fucking million of them. Mm. But I quite like both films. They're just not Jack Reacher films. They're if it was a bog standard action film. But again, yeah. you can you can meet it on that level and just go, yeah, all right, it's not that version that you read in the book. It, yeah, it, but that is clearly not a thing. That his physical appearance has to be a thing within this yeah. world of the film. Yeah. So you just detach from that and you can enjoy yeah. it for what it is. And I, I could very easily do the same thing with this and say, I think Alicia yeah. Vikander is very fucking good. Yeah, the fact that she's not playing the Lara that I want her to play is is by the by as yeah. long as the story works and the character's consistent. But the problem is the story doesn't, and her character is inconsistent. Because she doesn't go on the journey properly, you know. We do get things where, like, she'll murder fifty dudes, but then not shoot the one key one in the head. She won't kick the ladder down the chasm, you know. Yeah. She turns, she turns to jelly as soon as she sees her dad again, and she's a little girl again. It's just, yeah, she's because so inconsistent. Everything, everything about her as a character, because of the choices that they've made, and I know yeah. that I'm harking on about this, but it's because just it's such a fucking brain dead decision to keep the mm. father alive. Yeah. Is, <laughs> When you've kept him alive and then the way that that then plays out, you've completely taken away all the agency from her journey as well, because it is it's not about her. It's about her father. Like she doesn't she's still not getting that opportunity to stand on her own two feet and to exist as her own person like that. That never Um, happens. She is she is defined by the filmmakers, by her relationship to her father. Like that's that's it. And it's. This, this Shit, you what, can't this have a main character ha- defied by someone else. This is what happens if Martha Wayne doesn't die. Yes. 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 Yeah. That this is what you get. You get a watered-down, half-assed version, which is a bit nicer and a bit fucking less intense. And you don't get that same journey. So when you get to the point where actually, you know, you need a Batman, you get Alfred. Yeah. yeah. That that's a that's a good analogy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I, th- I think that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Um, it's that, that's the problem. Is this is a because of all of that, this, to me anyway, is a film that's about nothing. Yeah. And I hate nothing more than films about nothing. I, I don't, unless you're giving me, a, want of a better word, a tone poem, which I'll, I'll go with you on that journey. If you want to give me a visual art piece, fine, mm. and I'll find meaning in it. But if you're giving me mainstream entertainment, if you're telling me a story, 
I need to know what that story is about. And it, you need to know what that story is about. Mm-hmm. Maury, and it's clear that nobody does here. Yeah. And, uh, and that, this is the problem here. And this is this is the problem for me is that so they, they have a lot of source material to draw from across was it 12 games however many you know, there have been other other iterations of, of Tomb Raider as well no, there have been there have been other media that's, that's, that's come out as well so there's lots of source material there's a very good from. comic book series based on this this version of the character mm. that they could draw from if they yeah. want I mean I think they did some um, I think there was some sort of um, not quite novels but almost novellas done from the original games uh, so mm. the original two you know, there's a lot they could have drawn from and what you'll find, regardless of what you think of video games, regardless of what you think of survival games or puzzle games or action games, they always, always, always tell a story. There's mm-hmm. always something to yeah. hang it on. It's not just, no, I mean, even you, know, you, you go back to, so you scroll, you, you scroll in beat-em-ups and stuff like that, there was always a very basic story to hang it on. And as games have evolved and you, you know, you've gone into things being in three dimensions, you know, being able to move through the whole space, your sandbox, your, your, your sandbox games, you know, your, open, uh, your open world games, there's always something to hang it on, mm. and whether no, whether you're writing a TV show, a book, a movie, a game, story is story, and story has to be king, because if your story is shit, nothing else matters. Yeah. You can't, no, you cannot hang your entire franchise on fresh air, and that's what they try to do here. They've gone right. Well, we sort of have a story. We don't really understand it. It doesn't really matter because people watch it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what it's. they relied on the name and the fact it's you no know, Lara the giraffe. Um, to to sell sell tickets rather than actually saying right this is a coherent story that will give us three movies this will spin off a franchise we could possibly you know spin off into other things we could spin off into books and comics and all the rest of it possibly even get them you know, get really fucking meta and have a game of the a, a game of the film you know there there are you know, there are things that could have come from this but actually all that's come is three angry white people <laughs> I, I'd wager more than three yeah um, I only know three yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's it in a nutshell, Mark. I think you summed it up perfectly. I, I I think that probably encapsulates everything we all feel about it. I think it, it's I think we all feel that it's nearly there. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Is the annoying thing. That's the uh, real frustration. It's so yeah. fucking close. Yeah, yeah. it is. And it, is. it just didn't stick the landing. No. Yeah. I mean, I I I I know of other people who didn't like it. I know of some people who thought it was great. I would love to get people's feedback on it, just based on what we've discussed, what we've been through, and how how we've come at this film. I would love to know what the defense of it is because clearly no, it just doesn't fucking work. Yeah, because no. look, I'm not defending it for once. I am actually yeah. like really irate well, by it for, you, for You were once. never going to defend it because Statham's not in it. Well, yeah. But do you know what? I would fucking love it if as opposed to Dominic West, <laughs> Jason Statham was the dad. To be fair, he could have popped up in the fucking <laughs> Nick Frost role. Again, again, that would improve this film 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so what do we think then? Is it or isn't it better than Mario? I don't know. I put them both in front of me, and I'll stick pins in my eyes. Well, that's normally my barometer. Is if you put them both in front of me, which one am I going to watch? Right, but I'm actually going to break with tradition slightly here because I've thought about this a lot because this film is so nearly there. So for me, I have a lot of problems with this, and I can't really say I enjoyed it, but I can see the potential in it, and yeah, I think it fair. is very nearly there. Yeah. Um, I think. I think this has been made with too much of an eye on the franchise and there is too much that potentially has been kept back for a sequel that we're now probably never going to see. But I do think it's nearly there and I do think it's quite well made. So I do think it's better than Mario. But 
if you put the two of them in front of me, I am taking Mario a hundred times out of a hundred. I will put that on over this any day of the week. I think, but I, I do think this is better. I, I, th- I think you're right. I think, as we said, this is so fucking close. Um, mm. But given the choice, I say, given the choice of watching either of them or you know, doing anything else, and I mean literally anything, I not watching either. But given the, you know, put the two of them in front of me. I'm watching Mario because it's more fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think that I, I think you're right. I think this is better. I think it's so fucking close to being good. It just didn't quite pan out. Mm. And that's the disappointing bit for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I freely admit I have when I saw Mario, Mario was the first like video game film that I ever watched as a kid. And I remember getting it and I knew it and I was really excited by the prospect of watching oh. Mario. And when I started watching it, it was not fucking mario yeah and i felt really deceived and it was crushing disappointment and it was one of those moments where like the scales fall from your eyes and you realize the reality of like licensing and merchandising and marketing and yeah. just how much how much they will lie to you and not deliver what what the film promises it's it's my test i, I like a ron seal film i like a film that delivers what it on what it promises and in fairness if I was to come across Mario as an adult, it would not annoy me to the way that it did as a child because I'd be able to look at just the artwork and the way that it's presenting itself and I would actually have a really solid mm. expectation of what I was getting and yeah. that would probably mean that I didn't hate it as much as I do. Yeah, that's fair. Tomb Raider. To- oh, my problem with this film is that, it, like you said, there is there's a really great there's a really great film that just with a few edits of that script yeah would have flown and it's a case of you know it's well shot They're, they've got actual locations there's minimal use of cgi and, and stunt doubles like you've got the actual actors doing the work themselves mm. like all of the little things that can really add to that sort of a film and and yet you're just by the time the film finishes you're just like I wanted to watch a Tomb Raider film. That's not the film that I wanted to watch. And that's not the film that you promised me with everything from the... It's not even the film you promised me from the first half of the film, like the second half of the film. By the time you finish it, this is not the film that I wanted. So of the two, I think I'd probably... This is probably the only time I'm ever going to say this, is I'd probably pick Mario. Like, I think Tomb Raider is the better film. Like in terms of if we're going through the list of like, you know, looking at the sort of the cinematography and like the sound mm. mixing and all of all of the technical elements that go together to build up a film. Tomb Raider is definitely the better film. The acting and as well, like Alicia, yeah. she, she's she's fucking phenomenal. I, I love the woman. Yeah. But Mario, Mario, Mario wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean. Yeah, as always, uh, listeners, let us know what you think, especially if you disagree with us. We'd love to know why. Um, so I mean, you're wrong, great. but we were interested in hearing you try yeah, to explain. But we'll give you a bullet-pointed list of why you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, we, have, have we just spent two hours doing that? We always <laughs> encourage debate, as you know, listeners, yeah, so please sure. do let us know. And, and on that point, I think, actually, um, something we need to start doing as, as we go through these now is letting you guys know what we're going to watch next. Because on the other shows, it's quite easy for you to, to weigh in after the fact. But... Some of these films are quite lengthy. So I think from now on, if we let you know, if you guys have any thoughts on what we're coming up against, then you can let us know beforehand. Uh, and also keep sending those, those yeah. suggestions in as well. But I think next yeah. up for us, Mark, is is Bat Pussy. Am I correct? In- <laughs> yes, you're correct, yeah. Okay. So I if anybody's remember, seen I Bat Pussy, if anybody's 
thoughts on it. Was that just you, on the Amazon? You was suggested it. It, it was just on the Amazon list, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if it's on Amazon. I don't even know where we're going to find it. So it's we're planning to do Bat was. Pussy next. It but certainly was. Um, if you listen to the next episode and it's not Bat Pussy, it's because we couldn't find it. It's because it's, it's, it's been pulled from Prime, basically. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was definitely on Prime because we, we just went through a whole list, didn't we? Um, but yeah, um, love to know what you think. Uh, please get in touch um, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you also get our previous episodes and our other shows as well. River, get your podcast from. Like, share, subscribe, leave some messages. We can patch you as best we can. Until next time. See you later. Bye.